Those are losers, baby. You don't want nothing to do with those. You know, I don't consider us losers. Do you, Holman? Talking about me? Why are you lumping me into that hmm. category? Hmm. I don't know why they would say that about us. Uh, you? <laughs> maybe, maybe me. I'm a winner every day. Are you? Winning, winning, winning. When you're done winning, you win some more? Uh, no. No, <laughs> when I'm done winning, I uh, take a break. And then I win some more. Oh, oh! You, I could actually have a break in there. I can ta- actually take some time from winning off to let others win, mm-hmm. and that helps me to win again. I see. You need to say uh, thank you to me. Be- okay, thank you. What well, am I thanking you for? Uh, I've been in the desert for five days mm-hmm. without a shower. Literally drove home, took a shower, and came here because I figured. As disheveled. Oh, I'm thanking and, you for not smelling yes. at the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're trust oh, me. You're you're oh, thanking interesting. me. Interesting. Hmm. Thank you. You're you're welcome. I uh, I've ne- I don't know that I've ever thanked anyone for showering. I feel refreshed. I uh, had desert vibes, and I recharged my batteries. So and let me ask we you. Can talk about that a little bit. What I want to know what you did. Yep. How you did it. Okay. Where you did it. Uh huh. That sounds disgusting. And right. I also want to know what is the first thing you ate upon returning. Uh, I haven't eaten yet. Oh, really? No, I'm starving. Also, are we going to do a uh, in and out <laughs> run after this? <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> I'm stunned. I thought you would have made a beeline right to uh, your favorite either watering hole or our eatery. No, I came here to do the podcast. I By the way, that. I'm literally out in the middle of freaking nowhere with one bar of AT&T. And I'm like, hmm, I've got my Verizon MiFi hotspot from work. Let's see what Verizon has. Three bars of 5G. Guess who was sitting by a campfire putting up the podcast on Sunday night in the middle of literally nowhere? And I have done the same thing. I have edited in the middle of nowhere and then driven yeah, but 20, 30 miles. Hold on editing a second. is not a big deal compared to actually getting the show to the people. Are you mental? If Ed- it doesn't get edited, then it's just a bunch of flubs from you and I. Yeah, but, it still, gets, but it still gets up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I stopped everything I was doing to make sure... That this podcast got out the door. Well, we started this by saying that you don't stop winning. <laughs> and I, and I win some more. <laughs> yeah, you after I take a break. What were you doing? What should we... Uh, ah, well, we can get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. Well, let's just... Like, we always spend five hours talking in the beginning. Should okay. We, we start the show. All right, well, so we'll start, and then we'll we'll, start the then show. We'll this is going to be a good show. It's going to be a great show. We're checking in with uh, our friend Jimmy D. Frank. Yep. He is one of the founders of the family members of California Car Cover. So they... The- we know that you need stuff... For Christmas, either for your loved one or let's be they honest, have for awesome yourself. car covers. They yeah. also have awesome everything else in the world, literally for a car person. If you guys are thinking of like, oh, what do I do? We are helping you. We are your friends. We are bringing Jimmy back. He's been on before. He's going to give us an awesome discount to our audience. But when you go on the website, you go, oh, my dad needs that. My uncle needs that. Or hey, honey, can I get this for Christmas? Whatever the case is, we're your bros because we, we got know, you covered. We know that if you don't. Drop, send a link, or text something to your uncle or to the wife. They're gonna get you a tie or socks or something crappy. You might as well or get nothing or nothing at all. So if you just drop the hint, and go, hey, I got this, and if you use this discount code, it's cheaper. We also know that when this episode comes out, none of you have gone shopping yet, <laughs> and you're gonna find out it's gonna be a lot harder this year to find stuff. I have. Oh, I'm pretty sure Jimmy really? has stuff in stock. That's all I'm saying. All right, I so know. I we're know. Gonna have him. We're also gonna talk about me going missing, which is great. Now, do you mean actually missing? Uh, I mean, I hope so. That's what I was trying to do. I see. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we've got a stack of emails, and we've got a bunch of reviews. Oh, by the way, I have to thank our audience. For listening? Uh, yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. I'm over 5,000 on the gram now. Really? Yeah. 
Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's been it's all organic. None of it paid uh, by the Bali Bot Farm or anything like that. Do you know we talked about my Instagram several times, yeah. and I still have not cracked six thousand. No, you're at fifty nine hundred because I looked as soon as I passed five thousand. They don't like me. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> no, meaning they just they're not interested in me. So what's funny is I um, was at like forty eight hundred, forty nine hundred. I'm like, yeah, it'd be fun to hit five grand. Mm-hmm. Just be nice to be like, oh, well, you have five thousand because. Oh, you only have forty eight seventy three. That's not cool. But you know, five grand for just like a average schmo like me who, you know, isn't like David Freiberger with half a million or something like that. Well, you don't or, have a big TV show. No, I don't have a TV show. We just have this little podcast. So anyway, two things. One, five thousand super cool. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate uh, our 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 fans and listeners helping over over that. It was funny because I was gone, and I had posted some stuff from Four Wheeler of the Year. Like a TRD burnout and jumping the TRD Pro and uh, I think a, a Tremor burnout or Raptor burnout and some mm-hmm. other stuff. And uh, I just looked today and it had like 70 new likes and I'm like way over now. I'm almost at 5,100. I'm coming for you. You're fine. I'm coming for you. W- by the way, you're not going to hurt my feelings and it's not going to surprise me when you do when you blast past 6,000 and I'm stuck at 5,950 or something. <laughs> And, uh, you know, because we, we had this discussion, why I think that I don't grow. You know, you've got good content. Right now, you've been on a roll with great, again, burnouts, jumps. Who doesn't want to see that? Which Who doesn't want to see a raptor stuff. jump? Well, I do want to see it. And I actually enjoy it. And you got a lot of views. So good for you. Keep it going. I think I think by the end of 22, you're going to be over 10,000. Because it. Ah, uh, that's a, I mean, here's the problem. No, because it grows. Because people wish. If you. You hope it grows. The problem is, is that all of the social media platforms have like tightened the tap on organic growth, right? So unless friends of friends are sharing and finding you, that's why it's like to me, it's so it's cool that I have that because I'm not, you know, I started the damn page probably 10 years ago and I went, why do I need Facebook and Instagram? Well, so I missed that growth period where everybody was getting, you know, uh, here's the thing, like it or right not, over, it's, it's it's now a TikTok world. You know, yeah, and I'm t- not doing TikTok. I, I get it. I mean, when you you reach a certain age, you're like, I'm I'm not down with more. I don't have enough bandwidth yeah, to do I, more. I just, yeah. And the and the reason that remember the reason that Instagram took off in the beginning, if you recall, is because it was quicker photos and not posts. Of- negative, negative. The reason it took off is because you could click flip the little button and share to Facebook. So when you posted your gram photo, it went right to your Facebook, and that's what everybody did. Now, eventually, most people turned that feature off because they decided that Facebook was for the family and Instagram was for the masses. And that's sort of what I do. I, it, I don't but, post but a lot in of the family stuff on Instagram. That wasn't the case in the beginning. In the beginning, everyone shared. Not you know, I, I'm it's a figure of speech, but like most people, I think said, "Wow, I can hit two social platforms with one photo." And then it exploded. And, of course, Facebook knew that. But that was, that was secondary to Instagram. The reason Instagram took off, that's when Facebook bought Instagram and then integrated into its platform. That was no, like no, the, second, n- the second hit of the No, plan. no, 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 no. No. Facebook had an open API, and you could share to Facebook early on, and no one was really doing it. Instagram did it way before they were purchased. So you could share to Facebook. They allowed that. And, and it just it, it that put them on the map because, again, you were killing two birds with one stone. Everyone was doing that. And so you're like, wow, it was kind of like it, it just is what it is. It worked. And so then people decided that, oh, uh, Instagram is a curated space. Right. And Facebook is really just at my thoughts or where I am right now. And so here we are with TikTok. All right. Uh, hey, guys, welcome to uh, episode uh, 205 of the Truck Show podcast. 
where uh, Lightning and I will pontificate about anything but trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Barbecue, (laughs) potato chips. Dr. Pepper. Uh Uh-huh. Twinkies. Yeah. TikTok. Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) We have to talk about that, too. Uh, there's a bunch. There's a oh my god. There's so much to get to, right. guys. This is uh, I'm excited. All right, all right. Let, let's let's uh, let's thank Nissan uh, for putting up with these uh, shenanigans, the, the uh, truck show shenanigans, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. For the shenanigans, uh, yeah, for the past three really? and a half years. Sounds like something a twelve year old girl would call. What oh, is, okay. I call things the Insta. Oh yeah. This is, you can, you, <laughs> you're more of a twelve year old girl than I am. Shenanigans. Uh, I'm stealing that shenanigans. Thank you. Let's do some shenanigans NissanUSA.com. You uh-huh. can build and price the truck of your dreams if you're in the market for a new half-ton truck or a new mid-sized truck. You can what if I'm dreaming about a Titan? Then uh, you will go and build a Titan and then go see your dealer and then give them money, which they will give you a Titan in return for the said money. But what if Titan is too much truck for me? It's just- No, it- no, no. It's, it's exactly what you needed because you were looking for the truck with the industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles. But it won't fit in my garage. I need something just a little bit smaller. Uh, well, then you definitely don't want the Titan XD. You just want the regular Titan. I'm thinking smaller physically, like oh, overall. Oh, oh well, then you also have a choice. Nissan's Frontier. Ah. By the way, I saw one on the uh, freeway today. Oh, you did finally. A full-on base model. It looked pretty good. It was a uh, king cab with a ton of stuff in the bed. and Like cinder blocks? I, I He was... Flew by me. I was in the Jeep, which is shaped like a giant brick, mm-hmm. uh, barely doing 75 in the headwind around Palm Springs. And, he and the zipped frontier on by. flies by. Yeah, it was like nothing. Uh-huh. Why? I was just standing still. I went, oh, look, there's a new <laughs> baseball. That looks pretty nice. Okay, bye. Uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, saw him on the road today. Uh, if you're looking for a midsize truck, definitely check out the Frontier. A, uh, a rad little honest pickup truck. If you're looking for something uh, simple, rugged, reliable that you're going to enjoy, and something that uh, you can either take to work or go on a road trip, Nissan Frontier, right up your alley. Again, NissanUSA.com, or uh, visit your local dealer. All right, so uh, Lightning just handed me a uh, a script. La- <laughs> I have the old script in front of me right here. It uh-huh. says uh, December promo pedal monster, but this one also says December promo pedal well, monster. Well, the, the first one was pre-December. This was longer. Um, it was double-spaced. No, they're the same spacing. <laughs> it actually is longer. The first one I found out was just shy of 60 seconds. This one should be about 60. Uh, I, if I read fast. Well, no, you'll be fine. Okay, here we go. Oh, you're going to do the whole thing? Well, yeah, and last time you said it was de- December promo, but mm-hmm. we are still in November. This one, we're actually here in December. Well, because I think that the Pedal Monster, which is what you're about to talk about, is a great stocking stuffer. Uh, is this the? Sh- I told you, this is the show about uh, Christmas I, giving. Let's go for it. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Uh, Yeah, do it. Wait, am I going to chime in? Is it all you? I, just whatever feels right. Okay. Uh, how do you want me to read it? I think straight uh, man, radio guy, uh, uh, announcer think, guy. I think straight man with a little bit of radio, not not all like right. my fake. Hey, radio guy. All right. Yeah. For Christmas, give yourself the gift of better throttle response with Bank's patented pedal monster. We've all pushed down on the pedal and waited for the engine to get that message. First, we need to explain what it is and what it does. Pedal Monster is a small device about the size of a deck of cards. It intercepts your throttle signal and alters it before it gets to the vehicle's ECM. Think of it like an equalizer on your stereo system. It allows you to dial in your pedal's response just the way you want it. And if you're thinking, hmm, that thing can't do anything that I can't already do with my right foot. If I want to go faster, I just push down harder. Well, it's not that simple. Your pedal has a 0 to 5 volt potentiometer inside, and the manufacturer decided where in the pedal's range of motion they wanted 1 volt, 2 volt, 3 volts, etc. And it's not linear. If they want you to conserve fuel, they might bunch up 3 to 5 volts near the floor. 
near full throttle because they don't want you mashing it. Pedal Monster allows you to remap the throttle on the fly. Did that make sense? Sure. No, I mean, yeah, I mean it's chunky, but yeah, no, yeah, it, makes I mean, sense. it makes sense because they because you'd expect like on a volume control on your home stereo, one is all the way to the left and ten yes. is all the way they to the right. It. But they oh, they, they got it. They got it. Okay, they got it. You can control the pedal monster through the free Banks Apple or Android app or Banks iDash mounted to your windshield or in your A pillar. By the way, I love the Banks iDash. I'll even tell you a story about it. Okay. Now, what's the patent all about? There are plenty of throttle boosters on the market. How's Pedal Monster any different? Not a single competitor has reverse safety. When you put your truck in reverse, Pedal Monster knows it and reverts back to stock. This prevents you from jackknifing your trailer or ruining your tailgate as you back up your fifth wheel. It knows your speed and gear because it's the only throttle booster connected via your truck's OBD port. That's why it's patented. Pedal Monster is available for more than 100 cars and trucks, Tundras, Tacomas, Titans, Frontiers, Rams, Challengers, Chargers, Mustangs, Chryslers, Cadillacs, Land Rovers, and just about every other modern Ford, GM, Ram, and Jeep. To find your Pedal Monster, enter your year, make, and model at bankspower.com. Well done. Thank you. Smooth. But I feel like that's so different than what we normally do. We it's normally a just bit different. talk about stuff, and I think I'm. Uh, I, I I had to test it on. You know, I put the shoes on. They were a little uncomfortable, and I think the next one we just we just wing it like we normally do. Okay. I just I wanted to get it out there. I want to make sure that we get the the bullet points out there. People understand what the pedal monster is. They got and, it. The, and the next two we listen, just we just fart this, around. Listen, that's Lightning's version of it. Let me tell you my version of it. When you push on the pedal and you have pedal latency. That's usually actually built in by the manufacturer. What the Banks Pedal Monster does is it removes that pedal latency, as per the script that Lightning just gave me, <laughs> remaps the throttle pedal so that you can increase your sensitivity throughout the range of motion on the pedal, giving you, giving you a lot better response than you might have from the factory, allowing you to make your vehicle feel more impressive than it actually is. I'm going to transcribe what you just said <laughs> and turn that into a script. Listen. <laughs> Go to BanksPower.com. Check out the applications. Pedal Monster is actually really awesome. But I, uh, now I'll tell the iDash story later. Uh, yeah, end of the show. All right, let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman yeah we are Woo! that was a that was a long weekend so let's tell everyone where you were. Now I, because mm-hmm. I'm I don't I'm going to save my story for the next episode. Okay. Because quite frankly, as we're recording this, I haven't experienced. It. I'm going to be hanging out with Tequache Tequache Motorsports in a 2003 Ram 2500 hauling ass through the desert just outside of Las Vegas at the Mint 400. Did they get you a race suit? I had one. I had a DJ safety race suit. Never been worn. Hmm. Brand new. It's a little tight, but hopefully, it works. <laughs> hopefully it passes tech inspection. <gasps> oh, sh- crap. Because uh, the date crap. on it might mean that it won't work for you. No, 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 no. I was supposed to go get my helmet this afternoon. <laughs> oh, no. And yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow right after work. Well, guess this who, is going to be a challenge. Guess you're going to be doing that before work. Oh, no. Wait, how'd you get invited not me? 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Bryant, it just hit me over DM, and he goes, hey, cool. you want to co-pilot? So I'm going to go for one lap. I think they're, what, 100-mile laps, right? Something like that? Sure. I know very little about this race, um, but I'm super, super pumped. Cool. Have fun. I uh, had to get a race-ready helmet I, with a with a freaking intercom and everything. Can I give you a couple tips? Please. So are you actual co-driver, or are you ballast in the vehicle? I think I'm co-driver. He, I, My name's on the door. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, doesn't? You have your name on the door and still be ballast. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm ballast. I would, wouldn't wouldn't bother me. Okay. I wouldn't be offended. So here, here's my tips for you. You're going to be in the desert. So unless you're peeing clear before your lap, you haven't drank enough water. You should probably wear a catheter just in case you got to pee while you're racing. Whatever you're responsible for on the inside, like let's say if there is a some sort of like data readout on I don't know what parameters he has. Sometimes there's a, a data feed in front of the co-driver where they're like, hey, make sure the engine doesn't get over this. Make sure the oil pressure is this. Make sure the shocks don't. Saying whatever. Actually do it. Well, be careful because if you spend too much time with your face in that screen, you lose the horizon and you will get sick. When was the last time you went off-road racing? Uh, all those times? Exactly. Never. <laughs> right. Never. So keep your eye on the horizon. I w- typically like to race with my uh, lap belts a little tighter and my shoulder belts a little looser so that you have a little bit of freedom of, of movement in there. But aren't you getting slapped around on the whoops where it's digging into your shoulders? If when you have, we- that's, why you don't, that's why you don't want them super tight because you want to have a little bit of freedom to kind of flow with what the truck's doing. Okay. 2500 probably isn't going to ride super well, so hopefully he has good suspension seats in there. Uh, and be ready. What The biggest thing I would say is understand how to get in and out of the truck quickly. Figure out where the fuel cutoff is, where the battery cutoff is. If you guys roll, if something happens, whoever can get to that fuel and battery cutoff first to turn it off, make sure that happens. But also importantly, if you're swapping out in it, you know, at the pits or whatever, you have to know how to do your own seatbelts, and it's not easy the first couple times. So sit in the truck and make sure that you practice, practice, practice so that he can get moving right away and that you make sure that you can buckle yourself in. They may have guys in the pit crew helping you strap in, uh, but understand how the seatbelts work because you're probably in a five-point. Understand what the I mean, I've sat in a sand car quite a few times, okay. which we had a five-point. Five or four? Uh, five is through your legs. Uh, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, not, not everybody. So you're going to have you know, a lot of sand cars have four. You're going to have five in the racetrack. Just make yeah. sure you have all the pieces together. Cause yeah, five. If you're racing to get stuff done or whatever, make sure that you know how to adjust the straps on whatever particular ones they have, and then have fun. Uh, here's the other thing. Do you know what time you're racing? No, I don't. Don't listen to anybody tell you, oh, you need to eat this, you need to drink this. Don't trick your body. Don't do anything differently that day that you would do any other day. If you have breakfast, have breakfast. If you have lunch, have lunch. Don't skip a meal and don't eat something else that you wouldn't have had because it messes you up. You need to have your body be as normal as possible. So lots of water, stare at the horizon, don't trick your body, and go have fun. Okay. Sounds like good advice. There's my, I can uh, follow my, all those. There's those my are, racing advice. Those are all you. doable. All right. Appreciate uh, that. Also, are you using a Parker pumper system? Yes. Do not open your face shield. Okay. Because then what will happen is all the dust comes in, and then you have to wipe it away, and you can't wipe it away, and then you have dust inside. Keep your lid, keep your lid closed, even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I had to order a. It had the, the intercom system mm-hmm. built in into the, uh, the earmuffs. Yep, and um, yeah, and it's got the Parker on the left hand yep. side by the the left cheek. Yep. All right. All right. Well, hopefully uh, next episode I've got some good stories, not horror I, stories. I just I want to know how many times you barf, the or I, pee really? or crap yourself. Well, or... Do you think do do you think I'll get that sick? 
I, I don't know. Uh, do you get? Can you ride a roller coaster these days? Oh yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. No problem. All right. But I mean, I do know that when you when I read when I'm driving, I will get sick. No, so, yeah, but you're not reading. You're going to be doing things like pointing out double dangers. You know, probably looking at the GPS, figuring out where the skulls are. You know, marked on the course if they have you know things to watch out for. There's going to be probably some axle eaters and truck gobblers along the way, and then be figure out what the um, tool situation is, what the recovery gear situation is. If you guys get a flat tire. Be ready to help, you know, get out, grab all the stuff, you know, and you guys can work as a as a two-man team, I would imagine, get the tire changed. If you get stuck or you sometimes the passenger has to get out and run ahead to if it, it you know, if the route is kind of crazy. Or a lot of times there might be a stack up of vehicles and you have to get around it. So you may have to wrap it out in front and have the driver follow you. Gotcha. So that's why it's important to be able to, you know, buckle yourself in and obviously undo your – in case you have to hop out. So I think ultimately it's probably going to be about communication, good communication, Do right? you uh, – do you have any concern about guys from Texas, uh, California desert racing? I know they are from Texas. Uh, they've done it before. They've been down to Baja quite a few times. So, no, I think I'm okay. All right. I think, I mean, I know I'm putting my life in their hands. It'd but be awesome. I don't have long to live anyway. So, it's like, well, whatever. I mean, that's, that's probably I've true. got life insurance. I think it's good for another month. So, Oh, yeah, you're Before fine. Before it runs out. Hey, did you let them know that you'd be racing? <laughs> no. Hell no. no I, uh, they ro- can't hear this rolled podcast. Rolled over was crushed on a county road. <laughs> uh, speaking so, of the desert, yeah. what were you doing? Uh, I uh, left Friday after Thanksgiving and uh, met up with some good friends. So actually, all three of them have been on the podcast before. Lawson Mullica from AEM, who has a uh, FJ, uh, FZJ80. Uh, Is he the buff guy that I ran into at your party? Oh, uh, yeah. Big giant. He looks like Mister Clean. Yes. Yeah. He's been, he's been on the show. Okay. And then uh, Stephen Watson from Off Road Design, and uh, Kevin Stearns who races in KOH from Tilda Motorsports. Uh, so the four of us met up around State Line and started what we didn't finish last year. So we had a, a group of us uh, try to do the EMHT last year, seven hundred and thirty three mile overland again Eastern trail. Mojave Heritage, Heritage Trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we started this year at mile marker one seventy one. Uh, and we took it to mile marker 250, which was uh, ba- uh, basically Baker. Um, and then we completed the basically the part of two we hadn't done last year. So we did all of one and the second half of two last year. So this year we went and did the first half of two and then camped. And then we went and did uh, all of three. And then today I got so close to finishing four within 50 miles, but I had to bone out because I had the stupid podcast with you. The stupid podcast. I appreciate you being here. Uh, were the last 50 miles, uh, were you looking forward to it because it had particular terrain? No, it, or? It, it's a loop. And so about 20 miles of that was what we did on the start of one. Oh, well, then who cares? So I wasn't sure. And then there's like 20 miles of pole line road. So it wasn't a big deal. I, I feel good about where I boned out. We'll go back and finish four. Uh, but I will do it. I did hit all the mailboxes, so we hit two, three, and four in the mailboxes and signed in, which was super bitching. And um, we did over. I think I was calculating my part. I did over 450 off-road miles, and it was some of the most harsh off-road. I mean, it's everything. It was gnarly, whooped-out sections for days, miles and miles. It was the deepest sand. It was hill climbs up uh, banks. It was going through old lava fields, boulder fields, rock gardens. It was fast pole line roads. Now, t- t- time out for a second. So, w- j- just a second. This is a trail that the settlers used to use. 
So how did they pro- get across lava rock? Well, and you're sand probably and- you're probably thinking of the Mojave Road, but the Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail definitely has sections used by the uh, Indians, by settlers, by you know the wagon road. There's there's the needles to um, I think it's Laughlin or Parker needles to Parker old wagon road. You're on part of that for a while, dude. It's it's crazy. There, you go by all these petroglyphs. You go by um, you know these incredible mountains and and this incredible terrain and you're literally man and machine and and it's it's this unbelievable like it's got to be one of the harshest trails where did you fill up fuel uh baker uh amboy loft uh not laughlin so uh, you're dipping off the trail to fill up and then going back yeah you're crossing highway 15 you're crossing highway 40 you're crossing highway 40 again you're on route 66 it's a big loop but you're in and out of places where you can fill up and and things like that so the first day we uh, went pretty well. We had a we we <laughs> <laughs> uh oh pretty well until I realized that my AV car- uh, tire carrier was shaking all over the place. I'm like that didn't look right and looked at in my saddle block that holds the tube against the tailgate had fallen off somewhere. Ouch! So I was like crap. So I'm like this is day one. Did uh, it wear away all the powder coat and stuff? And no no no. no. It was it was just the the your the Delrin block. Fell off the the bolts rattled loose. You're on like such ripply stuff that it's literally shaking your teeth out. It doesn't matter what speed you can be going zero miles an hour or you can be going fifty miles an Even hour. Even with your eighty one hundred, it still transfers through into the. Oh, chassis. everything was just side to side and just and everything's out of sorts and stuff. And you're just like, oh, I hate this. So that sh- that t- rattled loose. So then I decided I I know I have a spare at home. I'm gonna drive all the way. We're gonna camp. So I told those guys we're gonna camp, and I went home two hundred and fifty miles. Home. Oh my God! Repaired it and then 250 miles back. Oh, that's dumb. Well, but I it was day one of a five day trip. I'm not gonna have my tire carrier rattling around. Oh. So I fixed it. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm back. I'm back in the game. So that was I left them around. I believe it was a six and a half or seven hour round trip. I left them around. I want to say I don't know four in the afternoon and got back to camp at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Right. I, I, I can tell you the weather was incredible. Mm-hmm. It didn't really get higher than 75 during the day. Most times it was in the high 60s. It was like 45 at night. So just like unbelievable weather. The 8100s are awesome, although they're going to be giving me, AV has their new uh, high-capacity coil springs coming out. I need them. I was definitely blowing through travel because I was loaded with 80 uh, pounds of fuel about because I had 10 gallons in my tire carrier and my fuel caddy on the tire carrier. I had all my boxes. I had my fridge. I had all my my gear. I had the rooftop tent up there, uh, you know. So I was definitely weighted down. But the eighty one hundreds are so plush, so freaking marshmallowy smooth on like ninety percent of the terrain. I was able to go fast, really good on like these square edge G outs, you know, where you drop all of a sudden really quick, and if you're going fast enough, it just and you just go over it. Right. So bitching, but um, the the big whoopers that went on for miles and miles. And that's just seesaw, right? That's just oh, just, for, 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 for hours, back and forth, back and forth. Hours. Oh. And so Kevin was in his uh, ZR2, and we were feeling the Multimatics, and we were feeling the Bilsteins, and uh, you can still touch my shocks, which were which was cool. You know, it was like, all right, cool. Whose were the hottest? Um, probably Lawson's. He had the ARB Old Man Emu stuff, which is a twin tube, but his shocks didn't fade at all. He did awesome, like that 80 series. But I think he wants the uh, BP-51 upgrades that ARB offers, which is their uh, internal bypass that are adjustable. Whose truck handled the worst? None of them. Oh, really? Everybody, Everybody's truck did awesome. Uh, everybody 
kept up. Like we had a really good pace. The first day we did like 67 miles. Next day we did 80 something. We did 90 something. We did 120. You guys all have walkie talkies? Uh, we were on the GMRS, so Midland Radio uh, GMRSs and freaking so crystal clear. And I had the 50 watt unit from Overland Adventure that they had given me. So, like, I could get out super far. And I mean, we're miles apart at times and we talk, no problem. So anyway, I was just on Amazon the other night, trying to take the sideways, and yeah. I was—I just wanted a pair because I was—I've been going up Angeles Crest, which is a twisty road, t- t- teaching my youngest how to drive up twisty roads, literally. And we've been going with like other packs of cars and trucks, and uh, and I, I wanted just to get a pair of like Motorola's, and I thought, do I really just want to spend in hundred bucks and just get a set of like they come in like pairs and yeah. then triplets of get the cheap ones get the or pair, do, no get get the, the Midland has a great uh, um, GMRS. Handheld, it comes in a soft case with a foam cutout, the charging base, batteries, USB cable, and then you can even uh, put a uh, uh, cigarette plug lighter in there, too, to, to and charge And what's them the up. difference of the GMRS versus the regular... So FRS is family radio service, yeah, that's and that's it, like 2.5 watts or something. And the GMRS and handheld non-detachable antenna, I believe, is 5 watts. So you get a full 5 watts, and then on, in the case of my vehicle, I've got the 50-watt hard mount radio, which is freaking awesome. Okay. But I carry a set of those uh, Midland FRS radios with me because when you get out to spot, it's perfect. Toss a radio to somebody and they can, you know, talk on the little walkie while they're spotting you over an obstacle or something like that. So they work great for that. Um, with GMRS, you do need to get a license, uh, but it's like 10 bucks or 15 bucks for 10 years. It's a no test license. What's that, FCC? Yeah. And, okay. it, and it covers your entire household. So oh, to- no totally worth it to do. Right. CB is dead. Uh, FRS is a little bit lightweight for the stuff that we're doing. GMRS is where it's at. Don't tell that to the Honda Civic that drove past me the other day. This guy had a eight foot tall whip antenna <laughs> on dead center on his roof, and I and my kids like, what is that? I go, that's CB. I don't know why. Yeah, that's CB. It was a brand new Civic. I'm like, what is he doing? Well, what's nice about GMRS is you have a lot more wattage. It's super clear. You've got privacy channels on it, and the uh, GMRS handhelds can do FRS and GMRS. So you basically can do GMRS to your vehicle or FRS family back and forth if somebody gets the cheaper walkies. So, um, yeah, so we communicate over GMRS. Love it. Super good. On uh, Overland Adventure, the Midland 50-watt, I reached out over 20 miles from a mountain peak, which, CB, you were, you'd be lucky to do line of sight a couple miles, you know, if, if that. You know, sometimes it's less than 100 yards. Trip was awesome. A few really cool things. Uh, well, I'll go day two. Covered a bunch of miles. Lawson took out one of his Toyos on a rock in in a wash sliding sideways. When you say took out, you mean like he pierced it or what? Oh, yeah, huge sidewall slash. Ouch. And then uh, we realized that the tool for the splined lug nuts, which I hate, but they they have them on his method wheels, uh, they gave him the wrong tool, so it was a size too big. Oh, no. So we had to hammer on one of my sockets and then break them loose, and we were able to change the tire and all that. Uh, so we had to do a little improv- improvisation on on the trail with that, but um, super cool. Uh, we got down to Amboy, and the new the old uh, cool Roy's sign in Amboy, California, near the Amboy Crater. Haven't been there. Uh, Always wanted to go there. Lit up in neon again. It's all fixed. Wait, what? So we got there at sunset. So we had asked Kevin had asked the lady who runs the place, uh, Miss Nicole. So shout out to Miss Nicole. Said, hey, uh, what time's the the sign turn on? Because we're here. Let's see. She goes, oh, you guys want to turn it on? Dude, we got to turn oh, on the Roy sign. Nice. So that was that was rad. Did you get a picture? Uh, I did. I got a video of us turning it on. Oh, okay. Uh, I should probably post that on. Uh, I'll, I'll post it up somewhere. Maybe on mine. Maybe on Drug Show. I don't know. 
Uh, but it was really cool. So we got to turn on the. By the way, the, I'm back on uh, at Truck Show Podcast on on the gram, and I I was locked out of it for a long time. I think I but was nothing in a, changed. I couldn't get on it, and all of a sudden the other day. I sent myself a little uh, verification email, and yeah. I was able to get in. So yeah. now I'm back answering messages at Truck Show Podcast. But I would recommend it. Uh, we owe our fans, we owe you guys some some new content. So putting some stuff up there. Yeah, definitely need to get some stuff I up there. Because I put up a freaking, I changed the Ram steering wheel. I don't know if you saw I that. I saw that in the, uh, uh, was that a semi on fire, or was that on your Instagram? That was my personal, or yeah. Or the gram, or whatever That, that was my, it. yeah, at LBC Lightning. Uh, so... Funny thing is, uh, on my Edelbrock supercharger, I know a lot of people have been asking how it's been doing. It, it, it was awesome on this trip, especially uh, if I found myself in a gear too high, like maybe second gear instead of first climbing up some of these like really loose, rocky shelves. You know, you feel it going. But there's stupid um, water reservoir for the intercooler. I would smell whiffs of coolant smell every once in a while, but nothing was leaking. I couldn't figure it out. Bouncing around, that cap doesn't leave a big seal, so a bunch of my intercooler juice was coming out. Oh, no. So the way I knew for sure, I was driving home on the freeway today, and I looked at my iDash, and the difference between my uh, inlet temp and my compressor temp is usually anywhere from 40 to 75 or 80 degrees. Okay. It was the same. Oh. And there's no warning signs. It just felt sluggish. It like didn't feel like it was making as much power. And I was monitoring because I have eight parameters on the main screen that I use on the iDash. Uh-huh. No, wait. What were you doing? I was mon- <laughs> monitoring. <laughs> no, you parameters were- exactly. Mounted parameters. Anyway, you um, were mounting your parameters. So I looked and I noticed that the intake temp and the compressor to outlet temp were like. 207, 220, 230. I'm like, whoa. That's too high. That's not right. Right. So when I went and got gas, sure enough, my reservoir was probably like 12 ounces low or something. So I filled it up, got back on the freeway, back to being 60 uh, degrees apart. So I thought that was kind of interesting because there's no warning otherwise. So how would I have known? So the iDash actually gave me that little bit of info, and I knew that's what it was. Nice. So Look that at was, that. That was kind of cool. Thanks, so, iDash, for the win. Yeah, so there's there's my iDash. So I'll, I'll hit up Edelbrock and let them know that they need to find a new cap on that thing. So um, was it coming out the sides of the cap, or was it coming out the vent in the dead center, like the little pinhole in the top? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it was definitely coming out of the cap. Whatever the case is, it's not. it should be sealing, but it's not. And when you're bouncing around off-road at weird angles, you don't want to lose your compressor juice. Right. So I don't know how in a, I don't think they call it compressor juice. By I the don't way. know how how much efficiency I lost, you know, because we're going 30 miles an hour in second and third gear, so I'm not Yeah, but, but by the way, that's, but you but at that point you're not getting much air. So it's not pulling that much air through the nose of the truck. So your your condenser in the front, it's not it's packed it's with not, silt too because we were going through silt beds. I was gonna say, it's and, not yeah. very effective. So yeah. had you been on the freeway, you're getting a lot more efficiency, yeah. a lot more air is hitting it. So you, you probably felt it the worst it was going to get at low speed yeah. in the desert covered in silt. Yeah. It can't reject any heat. It was still okay though. I mean, it's still, there wasn't any drivability problems. There was no knocking or pinging or uh, anything like that. It, it still worked fine. But again, I'm going to talk to those guys and make sure they, uh, they look into that cap issue because I don't want to go off road and have to bring compressor juice with me all the time. <laughs> By the way, hashtag compressor juice. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, make that a thing. Okay. Cause I'm going to go see them later tonight at the coach house. <laughs> compressor juice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. The other thing I wanted to bring up is um, Onyx. Their update for CarPlay came out on my trip. And their follow me function. Super rad. So before, I'd have my iPad mini, 
and I'd have to keep moving the screen and I'd zoom in, zoom, zoom out, and I would lose my place on the screen. I'd have to hit the locate me and it would recenter the pin. Now you hit the little target. Again, it turns blue. It follows you. It's locked onto you so you can follow the route, figure out where you are. And if you zoom in or zoom out, it stays locked on you. Well, that seems like they should have done that many firmware Well, it freaking works now ago. and it's awesome. Yeah. And then the CarPlay thing's cool because you can follow it on uh, on your CarPlay dash. So that's now functional. So I, I shout out to the, the boys over at... Uh, on X because damn, I feel like works. this show's already become a plug fest. I know, but it's like <laughs> this is all the stuff that we use. Like people want to know, oh, you, you had them on. Does it suck? No, the f- freaking stuff worked great. You know, I, I don't know. Good. Uh, again, Jeep worked great. I felt like uh, this was the trip that I built this Jeep for was to do this thing to have. So al- now you can sell al- the Jeep. Oh al- al- no, <laughs> almost no issues for 450 plus miles of some of the harshest off road terrain that you'll ever see. Uh, while having a tent on your roof, I mean, it was it was pretty gnarly. I mean, this wasn't like Moab rock crawling. It was probably even worse than that, because again, you're going low speed. You're in desert environment. You're in silt. You're in sand. You're you have you do have to crawl up these loose banks. And lava. How does the tent feel up there? With you know, because it's how much did that tent weigh? That's like 130 or something like that. Do you feel it? Uh, I don't feel the tent, but my top is definitely creaky when I'm chattering over stuff. It's totally fine on the around town on the highway. Makes no noise, you don't hear it. But when you're like for hours, you know, I find if I unlock my front uh, freedom panels, it allows the front panels to move a little bit, and so it doesn't make as much noise. But it's like I knew, you know, what are you gonna do? It's a th- it's a tent through a fiberglass top with a right. structure. It just sort of is what it is. But right. that thing on thirty sevens is just perfect. The only thing I want to do, um, I, I want to get those AV high capacity coils because that'll make all the difference off roading. Because that was one of those deals where you're like. Man, if I if I just had a little more support, and, I, and their new coils are going to be three inch instead of the two point fives I have on mine, so they're stiffer and a half inch taller, which is going to be perfect for, for my usage. But and then yesterday was day four of this trip. They all had to head back to civilization, and so I thought to myself, "Well, Jeep's running good. Wonder if I can get another hundred miles down the road." So I decided to go solo. And uh, I've got my spot uh, satellite communicator, so I wasn't worried about letting them know if I, you know, got into trouble. And I just took it a little easier than I did when I was with the group because I didn't have any help, but I had all my tools and all the things I bring with me. And I did another about 110, 120 miles by myself. How awesome is that? Um, So as I tell you, it's like Castaway with uh, Tom Hanks on the island. There's times where you're definitely like, I am all alone out here. So I'm going through one of the most remote parts of California. Sure, but you know what? I was just on a – I went to Garmin's site. Yep. You and I had a conversation. Yep. I was texting with you a couple of days ago. Yeah, yep, and I looked at the Garmin inReach, and I was looking at the Mini, and then I was looking at the flat screen all these other things. And I was trying to decide, all right, I, I'm a poster. I don't want to get this big unit I'll never use. So I ended up just getting the inReach. And mainly right now today uh, – Is that the small one that pairs with your phone? Uh, or is that the handheld unit that's that you can pair with the phone or, or use the unit itself? It's that one. It's the so small that, one. That's better. So everybody who has just the little deal that pairs your phone, what happens if you break your phone? You have two things to charge now. What happens if Bluetooth stops working? I always recommend get the unit. If it's, your life's going to depend on it, get the unit that's standalone. It is standalone. Yeah. For sure. This one's standalone. Yeah. I do know that. And uh, and I thought, you know what? For Because my oldest son and I have been hiking lately. Yeah. And if we go off, you know, like just people like, just just one mile off the trail. Oh, dude, you're done. You're, dude, you're I'll done. tell you right now, if it weren't for Onyx, I wouldn't have been able to complete the route. 
there are places where you are paralleling the actual trail. It's 100 feet from you, and you can't see it. You have no idea. There, I must have turned around 30 times on a missed turn that was 100 feet away or 100 feet behind me, or I'm going through like this open route where you're in the wash, and you're like, where's the freaking trail? And all of a sudden, you get to a place where it's all overgrown, and there's the tire tracks disappear. Um, on one of the, the I believe the th- number three mailbox when we signed in, or no, maybe number four when I was there by myself yesterday, the last people who had been through there was eight days ago. So like, there's nobody. So I'm going through all this land. I came across some cows, which was like, hey, the first thing living in like 25 miles. You're like, ooh, dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm going just in front of uh, the uh, Turtle Mountain Wilderness area and going through this wash. Sun setting. I've got my lights on. I'm losing light fast. I'm trying to find a place to camp. And where I finally camp is up on this like little plateau that had a nice flat area. And I park and I start setting up and I look around. There's not a headlight. There's not a sound. There's not birds. The sky is epic. And I'm it's me and my nine millimeter. And we're sitting out there. So you kind of start feeling a little vulnerable. Like you forget. But you have you've got a A, you've got a gun. Yeah. And you've got your you've you've got your in reach. No, yeah. you had your spot. I have a spot. So yeah. you can you've got satellite if something yeah. happens. Yeah. And you got a tent, so you're elevated. So yeah. if some wolves came out or coyotes. Well, so funny you should say that. If they come out, you're you're six feet off the ground. Right. So but you're you know, I'm thinking I know they can jump, I get it. I think like, I'm not too worried about humans because you'll hear them coming, right? Uh, maybe there's something I missed. Maybe there's some creeper who's like, you know, seldom seen Steve up in the hills or something's going to come walking down and hassle you for being in his like wash or something. You don't know. But there's nothing. There's not another campfire. Dude, there's nothing. If it, and it was before the moon came out, if I had all the lights turned out, dude, it was like the You're stars. Invisible. Yeah. And I could barely see the glow of Vegas and barely see the glow of LA and on the horizon. And that was it. And I'm sitting out there and I'm like, Six o'clock. What do I do now? You know? <laughs> so I had my cigar, had my brown water, had a beer, had made dinner, uh, and it's like Ooh, it's seven thirty. What do I do now? <laughs> you know, and it's dead quiet. And then all of a sudden I hear. Uh, so I'm like Lawson's like, dude, you got to have some firewood. You're gonna want to sit by a fire by yourself. And I'm like, eh, yeah, I probably don't need it, but okay. So I brought some firewood. So I'm like, all right, I'll I'll start a fire. And when all the logs are gone, I'll go to bed. So I start the fire. And what did you start the fire with? What kind of kindling? Uh, I had a little bit of kindling, uh, and then I had a little bit of lighter fluid, and then just la- you know started it with my uh, cigar lighter. And so I'm sitting out there in my chair, and I've got a pretty decent fire going because I've got like half my wood in there, and I'm like, yeah. And I hear, I'm like, oh, cool airplane. Oh, why are they circling me? They circling me again. So I pull out my flight aware app. I have like one bar of cell. I pull it up and it shows a C-130. And I'm watching this route. And he's like, circles me like two or three times. I'm going, hmm. I wonder if he's like, hey, look at that idiot down there. Or if he's, or if he just happens to be circling exactly above my head. No. I have no idea. He just chose the spot. I, that- I, I guess. And then a uh, KC-135 tanker comes by with two jets in tow. But it doesn't show up on my app, so I have no idea like what was out there. So for a while, for like three hours, the military was super active above me. Definitely C-130, definitely a KC-135, and then some other stuff that I have no idea. And then it sounded like maybe a drone or something circling above, and I'm like, that's weird. So I took a screenshot because nobody would believe me. All right, so here's a screenshot of that app showing one of the planes. 
All right, tell, tell me what you see here. Okay. Let me take a look at Holman's phone here. Well, that's two loops around your location. That's for like, damn sure. Like, liter- like literally, I'm in the middle of the loop. Yeah, they went around you. There's <laughs> without any question, they went around you for some so reason. So maybe our military friends, if you're uh, if you're flying C-130s or uh, or KC-135s, you know, out of Riverside, and you're over Old Woman's uh, Mountain Wilderness area or the Turtle Mountain Wilderness, do you circle when you see a fire out there? And you're just I mean, would they have would they have flown out of uh, Twenty Nine Palms? Uh, no, these these were Air Force, so they would have uh, come out of uh, Riverside, which is March Air Force Base. Okay. Um, at least that's what the you know that's where the tankers are based. They I don't, freaking I don't know where circled you. That is crazy. I know. So I'm sitting out there and I'm going. And but they do some weird stuff. So I was on the 15 freeway going to Vegas one yeah. time, or maybe I was Havasu. I don't know. I was on one of those one of those two, and I will never forget. The sun is kind of starting to set, and we hear this, and I look Dude, up and they're loud. No, Osprey, so hold on B-22, a second. Twenty two, right? No. What was it? No. It's what's the one that is the? Uh, it's got the. Uh, the the guns on the outside, yeah, Puff and Magic Dragon. That's a C one thirty. The helicopter. Oh, a helicopter, Apache or a Cobra? Like an Apache. Okay. Yeah. And Where were dude, you? So there's. I'm on the 15 freeway. Uh, probably or a the Cobra. 40. Yeah, one, the, it was one, a 40. Probably a Cobra. Okay. So now I look up and I don't see him. I look behind me. He's about 150 feet off yeah. the ground. And he's leaned forward, yeah. and I'm in his crosshairs. Yeah, they do that. I was target practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was literally I've target that, I've practice. I've been in the desert where uh, A-10 strafed us, you know, quote-unquote strafed us, and as he flew away, wiggled his uh, tail tail fins. To say hi. And we were like, yeah, I know, I'm dead. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Come do it again. Dude, so we it was a weird feeling knowing that he could have hit a button so, and, and taken my so car So I'm off driving the home today, and there's an Osprey on the side of the freeway, and he circles, and he lands next to the freeway like- 200 yards from me. And I went to pull over and realized there's a CHP behind me. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know, so I was like Mr. Citizen and 65 miles an hour. And I'm like, damn it, you're going to make me miss the stupid V-22 that just landed. And then he takes off and went around. Um, we had shut down. We paid for a deal we did uh, when the Titan won uh, Truck Trends uh, Pick a Truck of the Year back in, I don't know, it was like 16 or 17 or something. We had a road shut down in the Sierras, and so the CHP closed down the, lo- the road because we were doing filming. I don't know if I've ever showed you the video when we were on top of a launch of dunes where some F-18s from China Lake came and buzzed us. And, of course, we're on top of the sand dunes, and they're as interested in us as we are of them, right? Like We're like, oh, F-18s, and I'm sure the pilots are going, oh, cool, new pickup trucks. What are they doing, right? <laughs> so they circled us a few times, and they, they buzzed us, and they're like, dude, I'm, I, I'm not kidding, like 500 feet off the ground. Right and like you can read the lettering and and all oh that. yeah where where you feel it yo everything so the last pass they did one guy comes down at like two hundred and fifty feet and goes and we're like yeah yeah oh my god and and Ken Brubaker got the shot with his long lens you can see the pilot's name on the side of the fuselage you can see him looking at us wow here's what we didn't think about they set us up. Because right after he went by, the wingman came 100 feet above us from another direction and scared the living crap out of him. <laughs> Dude, I have it. I should play it. I have it right here right, uh, on, yeah. on video. Right, let me see it. Because I, th- that's the thing about the California desert. There's so many military uh, bases out there. You never know when you're going to get buzzed or see an air show. 
So whether it's a Creech Air Force Base or Nellis where the Thunderbirds are or it's the Superstition Mountains where the Blue Angels practice or whether you're out in Olancha like this video where the, the F-18s out of China Lake are coming, there's just or Edwards. I mean, there's so much stuff. I remember being in the desert not too far from Edwards Air Force uh, Base where I've taken you before mm-hmm. where on a Friday morning you wake up and you're getting buzzed by fighters and they're coming over your camp and then doing like vertical shoot straight up above you and putting on an air show for a couple passes and oh dude there's it's nothing's more rad than an impromptu so play this. show all right here we go so this is uh december of 2018 we're out at olancha i'm sure you can hear the uh the amazement in our voices as we get freaking hosed by uh f-18 All right, so you can hear Ken's Ken's shutter going right. Mm-hmm, yep. This is the this is the one where it scared the crap out of us. Dude, so, so listen. No one saw it coming. Dude, listen to the difference in the volume of the guy who came over kind of slow, uh-huh. and then the other dude who came from the other direction well, behind us. Well, but it's a cutting noise. It's more like. Oh, do you hear? All right, listen again. High and kind of slow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, who doesn't love that? That, that it's that second <laughs> just right. right past you, you. You can't see it, so I'm gonna play it one more time so you can see it. All right, All right okay. All right, there's jet number one overhead. Oh, oh, oh my God! <laughs> How he low was he? Half half the distance, dude. It was so, less than a hundred feet. He was he was really what did they say what do they call that flying off the deck or something? Oh, Low he up? was on the deck. Yeah, yeah. And I Woo. I had talked to uh, some F eighteen pilots and they said that they're out there and they they like to I don't know where I was I said a like a bar or restaurant where we, those guys were and we told them about this and they were laughing and they're like oh yeah we like to go down there and see if anything's happening on the dunes and we'll you know we'll go mess around out there for a little while but I guess they have a a, a deck that they can't go below and I'm like I showed them that video they're like. Yep. <laughs> yep. They did it. Uh, so anyway, that that's the desert for you. I, that's I I think I think the thing that I love about exploring the desert is, and we kind of talked about this when we were out there, right? We're th- four dudes, you know, drinking and having a smoke and you know conquering things with our machines and just the history, right? Like the EMHC is is great because it's long. You cross a lot of different places. There's a ton of history. There's old cabins. There's old forts. There's old wells and and homesteads and towns and uh, mines and all the things that have come and gone. Railroad. You drive on top of the old Tonopah and Tidewater Railroad berm as part of the trip. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, there must be, you and I must be unaware of places in, like, the Smoky Mountains or the places in... No, well... I, I'm, no, hold on a second. I'm not no, disparaging no, 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 the no, no, desert. No, no, what no, I'm no. saying is... I know, but hold on. There has to be places... I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not, but here's the difference between East Coast Wheeling and West Coast Wheeling. 
East Coast wheeling there's al- is almost always on private property. They don't have the same level of space that we have out here. When you get, are you sure about that? A hundred percent. When you get south of, let's say, the southern part of Utah, and you are Colorado down to California, Nevada, parts of New Mexico, mm-hmm. BLM land, you don't have that that openness. Forest land, it's just it doesn't exist out there. We've tried to do Overland uh, Adventure East, and it's so hard to find a route. That's not to say there aren't trails, because there are some great trails. There's some good overlanding trails in North Georgia, like you said, the Smoky Mountains, um, different places. But it's not as pervasive as it is out here. And out there, towns are older. They're more established. Here, people were spreading out into this new land, and everything's closed in in the east. Where in the west, you can still go hundreds of miles and be remote. You can't really do that on the east coast. And so there's there's something special about it. But but beyond location, it's the history, it's the barrenness, it's the thinking about, God, am I tough enough for this? Well, everything like, in the desert wants you to die. Right. Literally, every, think everything, of the guy, would, everything would be better off in the desert if you were dead. Think think of the guy who came over the mountain range and had been and maybe left from the Carolinas or something. And he's been walking for months. And he's like, well, I'm done walking. We're building a town here. Here's a spring. We're good, right? But if you walked for four more days, you'd hit the ocean. Like, he didn't even know. He's like, well, this sucks. I just, it's one of those things where you, it reminds you, A, how fragile you are and what a pussy you are as a, a, a modern human versus what these old timers went through. Because what these old timers went through, their resources, what they built, the fact it's, that it's, we're. It's what I love about mines because yeah. mines that were dug by hand in the late 1800s, th- those were men. Dude, those were real men. Dude, I have GPS. I'm in a modern vehicle with 37 inch tires and 12 inches of running gl- ground clearance, and I lost the trail behind some bushes 100 feet away. <laughs> right. I mean, that, but that's the thing is you're like, where am I? I have no uh-huh. idea. Like, if somebody dropped you. I wish in the I middle, had a, a baby crying sound effect right now. <laughs> uh, if somebody dropped you in the amazing race, uh-huh. like in there, there is in the book. Uh, so there's four Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail segments and four books and four mailboxes. In the book, there's this poem uh, called The Mojave Sink by uh, Elmo Proctor. and uh, <laughs> That's an awful name, by the way. <laughs> well, we, it's too much like a proctologist, right? I just did butt stuff. How about as a prospector? Maybe think of him okay, that I way. I like that. All right. All right. Uh, this was about a place that we traversed called the Devil's Playground, and it's this uh, famous place. Um, there's a lot of dunes and sand and dry lake beds and... Uh, it's it's it basically terminates at the Kelso Dunes, which is this amazing dune complex out there. Um, but it's super dangerous, right? The weather's hot and dry. It gets also super cold, and and it's just not a good place. And so, Elmo, uh, Elmo Proctor wrote this this poem. Uh, and I don't know that we do a lot of poetry on the Truck Show podcast, but I read it in the no, book. No, they know us for poetry. Uh, should I do it with uh, like uh, English accent, old poetry guy? No, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. No, no. No, I'm not doing Billy Bargain either. No. This, uh, it just, it resonated with me because it's so well written and it just like, it, it just brings all those feelings of the desert and, and it and it's from this old timer. I mean, this, this poem's got to be, you know, over a hundred years old. So here we go. The devil in hell one time was chained. And there a thousand years remained. He never complained, nor did he groan. He just decided to have a hell of his own, where he could torture to like degree all living things and watch with glee. So he asked the Lord, Have you land to spare that you would sell at a price that's fair? 
The Lord said, Yes, I have plenty, I think. I left it all down round the Mojave sink. In fact, old boy, the stuff is so poor, I doubt it can be used as hell anymore. The devil examined it closely and well, but reported the country too dry for hell. So the Lord, to get it off his hands, told the devil he'd water the lands. As he had some water no longer of use, stagnant old bog holes that stunk like the deuce. <laughs> By the way, 100 years ago, deuce is still... Uh... <laughs> the devil tickled, danced round and round in the place that's called the devil's playground. So the trade was made, the deed duly given. The Lord went back to his home in heaven. Now, the devil said, this is all I have needed to make a hell. And at once he proceeded. He piled the sands and queer ridges and drifts, shattered the rocks into ragged sharp rifts, scattered in places a sparse growth of brush, drove hot winds about with a staggering rush. He put ugly bugs in stale water holes, made the sun shine down like a bed of hot coals. With foot evil he troubled the longhorned steer, and with ticks infested the poor creature's ear. He crazed the bronco with the loco weed and poisoned the feet of the centipede. He hid chuckwallas in crevice and cracks, ugly old lizards with scales on their backs. To the jackrabbit he gave unbelievable speed, told the kit fox to starve, or on a jackrabbit feed, through miles of country where there's never a road, he put thorns on the foliage and horns on the toad. He filled in the sands with scorpions and ants. You can't sit down without half-soles on your pants. With colonies of tarantulas, he peopled the hills, made turtles eat cactus in spite of the quills. Over rough, rocky crags sent the big horns to roam, dug canyon caves for the lynx cat's home. The howl of the coyote through the dreaded night makes the wanderer long for the morrow day's light. One can't describe the fear that prevails. Snakes walk on their bellies and talk with their tails. With mirages, he fools the thirsty one's eyes till he's lost in the wastes and in agony dies. Round through the hills he scattered some ore, put false signs here and there to indicate more. The wise old prospector with pick and pack jack, sighting this region, turns on his backtrack. For this land of disaster, hard luck and groans, is everywhere cluttered with fool prospectors' bones. Their lost souls wander through lean chaparral along the Arrowhead Trail. Which crosses this hell. I don't know why I'm applauding. That was just kind of a uh, dark. Actually, hey, hey listen, uh, <laughs> it took us 205 episodes, but we brought poetry and uh-huh. uh, and culture to the Truck Show podcast. Um, so that that was not uh, like culture. That was more. That was a guy talking about how crappy the desert is. <laughs> right. It was awesome. Um, I, I read that. And I'm like, this sums up everything about it. It's, I think it's such I, a, I said it all when I said the desert wants you to die. Right. And I was giving uh, credence to your uh, to your point there. So I, I love the desert. I will tell you, I had one visitor in the middle of the night because I was thinking like. You know there were paw prints in the in you know in the sand, lots of hoof prints, um, donkeys. Uh, there are cows out there. There are wild burros, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, deer, um, uh, bighorn sheep. So who knows? Um, but I heard some noises near my my boxes that I had on the ground that had some food in them, but they were locked up. And I stuck my head out to see what what that was. Shine the flashlight. And a little desert fox looked at me and then ran back out into the brush. No kidding. It was my only visitor all night, other than the military circling me, pretending to drop bombs or something. Were you honestly scared at all? 
I wasn't scared. It was just uh, this weird, like, loneliness. But it was only one night. Can no, you, I know. No, I can you imagine if you were out there for, what if you broke down and you had no GPS? Yeah, I'd be dead. I, we wouldn't be doing this podcast, probably. Somebody uh-huh. might rescue me. I don't know. Uh, I, I'd wait eight days for the next guy to come by. Somebody's going to come by on the weekend, probably. All I know is I went out there. I got the desert vibes. recharged my batteries. There's something to be said for sitting alone by a fire, just watching firelight, you know, dance off the uh, the, the scrub brush while shooting stars. I saw the most amazing shooting star. It it was the it was like fast overhead mm-hmm. and slowed down as it reached the horizon and turned into a big green fireball Wait. and then just fell. Dude, it was awesome. Stop, stop. Was this last Wednesday night? No. Thursday night. It was Thursday or Friday, maybe. I saw it. Really? I kid you not, I saw it. It it went oh, it looked it like went it went overhead was... and then it did like the slow <laughs> drop, turned into a big fiery green fireball, and it looked like somebody just dropped it and had like a parachute on the back of it because it dropped so slow as the screen fireball. Where I was like, look, look, and at least one of the guys in the group, normally when you say look, look. Was it going northwest? Yes. Okay, we saw it. I yeah. saw it at the same time. And it dropped behind the mountain range, so I never saw what happened afterwards. Uh-huh. So I saw that, and I was on the phone with a buddy of mine, and I was talking to him, had my headset, and I go, stop, stop. And he goes, what? I go, I'm watching the craziest, brightest meteor I've ever seen. And it just turned green. Turned bright green. Yeah. And I didn't. I fumbled for my phone. Yeah, there's no way. And because I was in my earbuds and right. I didn't know where my phone was, and yeah. it sucked. Dude, it was it was epic. That was crazy. I was that like, oh, dude, it was so. And cool. did you make a wish? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I wish nothing bad happened to me on that trip. Okay. And I'm I'm here, so it worked. Listen, if you can get out and go by yourself or go with friends, either way, uh, be prepared. You know, all that kind of good stuff. I, I was prepared to go out there. I don't recommend everybody do that. The night of solitude was really nice. It was. Weird having that feeling like, well, I'm all I'm all by myself for the next you know day. I just had to be more careful, you know. Like I tried not to fall off my ladder when I peed in the middle of the night or something and broke something because that that's how you die in the desert. It's not that something gets you; it's that you do something stupid, like you twist your ankle and then fall down a mine shaft, or you go to pee out of your your rooftop tent and you're get bit by a scorpion. Whatever, yeah, it's just whatever the case. That's how you die in the desert. So uh, I'm here. I can't wait to do it again and. Uh, Hopefully, I brought some of my uh, my joy and love of the desert and my experience. And uh, if you can hear, I'm pumped. I'm recharged. Made it back in time to do the 205 of the Truck Show podcast. <laughs> and uh, next week, I'll be back to normal where I'm like, oh, man, we're doing this again. Holman, we've got a uh, surprise lined up for our listeners. Not really the surprises in the guests because they knew Jimmy was coming next. But I think it's going to be cool that we're giving them uh, a little discount on some cool product for Christmas. Is this our uh, Christmas episode? Uh, no, I think it's too early for the Christmas episode. Wait, Christmas episode? Christmas episode. Christmas episode. Yes. Yeah, this is the discount episode. Is this like when you do the the uh, Father's Day gift guide and it comes out a day after Father's Day? <laughs> so we're trying to do it early kind of uh, thing? I think that we, you and I know each other, and if we know that if we don't do it now— and just get it out of the way. We'll forget. We'll forget. I've already forgotten. What are we doing again? So right now we're calling Jimmy D. Frank. Oh, he's been on before. We, we love Jimmy. Yeah, so he's at California Car Cover. And you own a California Car Cover. Uh, that has never been confirmed. Are you, you insane? You said 
that you gifted me one last year for the F100. It's on your truck I now. I have never seen it. Then you need to stop by. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's the thing that's keeping your F100 clean. No, it's the thing that's hiding the F100. It blends in with the white wall so that semantics. nobody actually knows that it's there. That's just semantics. Oh, just call <laughs> Jimmy already. All right. Hello, and thank you for calling California Car Company. Transferring to Jimmy. Hello. Hey, Jimmy, Lightning Holman, Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? How's it going? Hey, guys. Good, good. How are you guys doing? We are fantastic. I, I'm ready for our uh, yearly talk with you. I, I don't think... Yes, yeah, I know. I don't think we <laughs> did know. it last year, right? Of course we did. No, we did it two years ago. We've done it. This is the third time. It is? Yes. Holy crap. Okay, <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, he's a three-timer. is like a Passover, so... <laughs> we, feel, like we feel the same way. not counting anything. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, before we can talk to you, we've got a quick intro. Don't move. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you want to come back. Oh, we're coming back. We definitely. I mean, we've been back. This is our third time. We're, yeah, he's come back. Oh yeah, he's come back. Yeah. No, we're back. We're shopping in his store. Uh, I I would like to buy some things from his store. I hear that uh, many of his products are made right here in the United States, so they're not sitting on uh, ships out in the Long Beach Harbor. Let's give some quick backstory. We have had Jimmy D. Frank on the show before. Jimmy is one of the uh, one of the family that owns California Car Cover, and you may know the company from way back in the day. They launched the California Car Duster. And that was incredibly popular, still is today. It's uh, I think you guys hold a patent or two on it, right? Absolutely, yes. Yep, and still one of the most popular items, like you said, all the way from 1989. Oh, my God. I remember when uh, yeah. those came out, Flies. and it was like a stocking stuffer for like all the guys in the family. Except it's way too big to fit in the stocking. It's a dead giveaway. It was sort of like hanging next to the stocking on the- uh, <laughs> Right. But then they had the Mini, yeah. and the Mini was cool because you could use your on your dash and stuff like that. I love it. Yeah, still have both those and some other new ones as well, large ones for motorhomes and trailers. Inside the home, things by the like way, that. so it's it's expanded. World's best product after a uh, Santa Ana wind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So my wife <laughs> like last week, my yeah, wife exactly. Jimmy. So one of the reasons why you're you're on the show is my wife went out and bought a black car, a uh, a black metallic car, and we had a Santa Ana wind here, which is what uh, Holman's referring to. It's when the uh, the winds come out of the desert. Wait, does this one replace the lemon? Yes, it does. We haven't talked about we that. We haven't. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all right. so I won't say what it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll okay. Get so to that she later. bought a vehicle and it's black metallic. And it was just coated in dust, and so she orders said product, and he, and I come out on a Sunday afternoon. Here she is with this product, taking off the the uh, the, the the grit off the car, just but it's not leaving straight. And you said, it's, "Hey, don't waste that on your car." I said, "Hey, I know the guy that makes those. Why did you? Why'd you buy that? I could have just called him." Uh, but it was too late at that yeah. point. We had already given money to to Jimmy's family, so <laughs> well, and, and the fine staff at California Car Cover. Anyway, so. Jim, what we wanted to do is catch up with you. I think the first thing, the car duster got you known in the marketplace, but now I think you are, you set the bar for car covers. Now we're going to get into all the other stuff that you sell and we're going to get into a phenomenal discount that you're going to offer our listeners. Uh, but let's talk car covers for just a minute or truck covers specifically. Um, sure. You make them for trucks. I, I know because we own two of them. 
uh, one on on Holman's F100, his his uh, 67 F100, and one on the 66 Chevy C20 that we had on at SEMA. I find that they're perfect when your vehicle doesn't run and it's going to be parked for extended periods of time. It's which, really great to have a, a California car cover on Which, it. by the way, you and I are both in that same boat right now. <laughs> we both have old saying, trucks that don't yeah. run. Uh-huh. Yes. So, Jimmy, yeah. can you take us through? You've got a couple. Uh, let me just open your email here because I was unfamiliar. By the way, uh, calcarcover.com. Yeah. That you have uh, three new covers that we should talk through, but... I don't know if we should go through the new ones or just go through what makes a car cover different and or better than others and then go through the storm weave and all the others. You know, it's a great question, Jane. What you guys said about long-term storage or sitting is what we see with so many of our customers, whether um, a collector car that's sitting indoors or something that's outdoors, they just don't have time to drive. I know how busy you guys are. Um, You know, just don't have time to drive. It's going to sit. It's a project, something of that nature. So we have materials for outdoors. Like you said, the Southern California, Santa Ana winds, uh, extreme sun, something just to protect it so it doesn't rot away from, from, from the sun or, or different weather conditions. So we've developed all these materials and they're tested constantly for outdoor use. Or there's collectors that, you know, with cars indoors, they just want something to keep it clean, but that looks nice as well. You know, you don't want a bag sitting on your on your car, on your $100,000 car or million-dollar car or whatever it is. So we have so many different ones, and they're all custom fit to the exact year, make, model. So they, they look perfect. They look cool and, and, and fit well and stay on the car when the Santa Ana winds kick up or, or, or whatever the case. So that's just a variety, and that's kind of what our specialty is, you know, whether whether a a 1932 Ford Roadster, a brand new uh, a Ford F-150 pickup. We have a specific pattern for those in, in a variety of colors and materials. So Yeah, and, and this is not like you're going into an auto parts store and it's it quasi-fits the vehicle. Like, it has mirror pockets. Right. In the case of my yes. old Cooper, for example, he goes, what antenna do you have? I go, oh, that's interesting. So I said, I've got this mm-hmm. antenna that's a foot tall, and it's on the. And he's like, I got that one. So no matter yeah. where your antenna is or lack of antenna. Um, well, here, let's just, for example, you if you go to... They've got a great uh, vehicle chooser on the app. For, a lookup. Vehicle yes, lookup. Exactly, yeah. And so you can go, so I just put in 2020 Jeep Wrangler, and it goes through, is it a two-door, four-door, which trim level is it, Rubicons, Sahara Sport, and then it lists right. the uh, the different covers. So there's a whole bunch of, they offer this in the uh, Supreme Weave All-Weather Outdoor uh, Custom Car Cover with Fleece Lining. Well, I'm going to pause you right yep. here, for, and I have a reason that I'm okay. going to pause you. Yep. So Holman is notorious for going on these adventures like he was just on. He was for, gone for over a week, testing in the desert, in the mountains, all over the place. His Jeep just sat idle in his driveway, and it's too tall to get in his garage, right? It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, because so, there's a rooftop tent on it. So I, that was what I was going to ask him is, can you have the custom cover made to be a little bit taller so those of us with, say, Jeeps with a lift, big tires, a bigger spare tire, yeah. and a rooftop tent can still have a cover because we can't fit it in our garage? You had to steal my question, didn't you? Well, you that's where to. I was going. You were yeah. stealing my question. <laughs> yeah. No, it, you know what? That's a question that we get every day, and yes, we do. And I, we've done it uh, for Jay on one of his trucks that sits outdoors that was raised. And yes, we're happy to do that. You know, besides like for the exact year make model, we make them to customer specifications because so many things can be modified. A lifted truck, um, a grill guard in the front, a winch, a big bumper in the back, roll bars. 
um, a camper shell. I mean, these really but, are yes, we, custom we, fit all the way down to which bumper do you have on it? Well, I had uh, yes. what he's talking about is the Rock Crusher, my 2008 Dually, right? So I had a 12-inch lift on 37s, and I had the craziest roof rack, boxed aluminum roof rack you've ever seen. It was a Transformer right out of a movie. And I drove it, and I don't know how you normally do it for, like, Holman. I don't know if Holman would drive up to you or whatever. We'll get to that in a second. But I actually went to Cal Car Cover because they're up in uh, up in the valley. And they got out there with tape measure and, and measured the whole thing. And when I got it, Holman, it fit perfectly and i had them add an extra foot down because i yeah. didn't want people seeing my wheels right. i just i lived in a sketchy right. neighborhood in long beach yep. and i'm like it's bad enough they see this giant like wedding dress over a vehicle i didn't want to see the vehicle so he dropped it a foot it went all the way to the ground and so they can do these things so, so that's what's great for yeah. people in the truck market especially who've got lifted trucks or non-stock trucks i was going to say Looking at all the options here, they've, he's got you know plenty to choose from. Everything from again the Super Weave, Super Weave Premium, Sunbrella for intense sun outdoors, Super Weave All Weather, uh, Ultra Weave All Weather, Sun Armor Five Outdoor, uh, Reflected Outdoor Custom Fit Car Covers, Indoor Covers. All these on for, for the G, for example, just because I looked it up, the car covers range anywhere from a r- incredibly reasonable two hundred one seventy nine. By the way, there you go. All the way up to six hundred dollars or so, six fifty or so. So there's really a, a price point for everybody, and a lot of these come in a bunch of different colors. You can get them in the standard gray that you might be used to, but also blues, tans, uh, uh, reds, black. You know, a bunch of different colors available. So really, you can kind of customize it for beyond. It's not. It's more than just a car cover. It's like a big. Soft, cuddly blanket for your <laughs> well, vehicle that you love. It, de- it depends, yes, it depends exactly. what you're doing with it. Sometimes you don't want the cuddly soft. You want something that's going to keep out the moisture. So let's talk about Holman's for a second, his, his JL. So it's, it's going to park outside for a week at a time. What material is right for him? He doesn't need an indoor car cover, obviously. He needs something right. that will keep off the sun, but also that gnarly dew that we have with all the air. He's yeah. right under the flight path of of uh, Long Beach, yeah. Long and Beach. I, I live in Huntington, so I'm a, a mile and a half from the beach. So we get that that uh, marine layer in. We yeah. get that salt air. We get the the plane droppings. We get bird droppings. And the same could be said for our friends that live in Texas and Florida, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's perfect. And in, in the super weave and the ultra weave, which we did for your dually, Jay, um, those are perfect. They're still the best that we've tested and used in in our most popular sellers still. Um, they're thin, so they're easy to use, but they keep out all the moisture, the sun, animal droppings, tree droppings, anything that can harm your paint or, or your truck. And, um, and those are still the best. And we have that new one as well called Sun Armor, which is a little more economical. It's great. It's really thick. It's five layers. So if you're worried about dings, people driving by, walking by and being careless, maybe kids playing around your, your car or truck. Um, and that's a new one that's really, uh, really great for those things. But um, yeah, still, still, those materials are, are the best, like you've used in the past, and that I use as well. And both of those covers are made in the USA. The looks like the uh, yes. Sun Armor Five has a four-year warranty, and the Ultra Weave has a five-year warranty. So these aren't covers that are going to break down in the UV in a year or two, like a lot yeah. of the cheap covers you might find at a you know, auto parts store or something on the shelf. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those, and we do sell some of those universals for emergencies. They last six months to a year. The custom fit ones last many, many years. You know, what? if something's not right with it, we we fix it. We give you a new one. There's great uh, customer service here. You know, every product's backed by great service, 
great warranty, but they last a long time. And we want them to because everyone listening here, you guys, myself, we love our cars and trucks. We invest a lot into them. So that's uh, um, that's why they're the best. So. Now, let me ask a question about the material because I, I literally I can't wrap my head around this. There's one on sure. the SL in, in the driveway right now, and it sits – Holman, you've yeah. seen it. It sits under my neighbor's tree, and – it the, the even though my neighbors don't I, I have been out there and had these very polite conversations because when you ask your your neighbors to cut down a tree, they and that it's a tree that they love. I'm they, surprised you haven't got on up on an eight foot ladder with a chainsaw and just started whacking right at no the way. Uh, property line. So first off, they're great neighbors. They really are. They're great except neighbors. Except for this one thing. No. Well, yeah, except for this one thing. But here's the thing. You need Jimmy to make you a custom tree cover. Here's the crap part is that I really like uh, maybe I like the. I really like the tree because it casts shade on the house. It keeps uh-huh. my garage cool. It's that whole side of the yard. It keeps cool. But the dew gets on the leaves and the dew drips yeah. off yep. and the dew has this sappy, sticky stuff. Sure. And it gets on the cut. Co- I have to cover it because if I don't cover it, the whole car is covered in these little spots of, again, it's like this, it's, it's washes off with water, but it's sticky yep. to touch. I hate it. And it attracts mm-hmm. dirt, so it, there's like spots of dirt. And everywhere. you like white cars, so and I got white cars anyway. So, but here's the thing: the car cover sits on it. The car cover gets spotted, right? But not a damn thing gets through the car cover. What? So you'd expect that when you look at the bottom, the inside out, the inside surface of the car cover, that it would be like coated in some type of um, a material that's like a backing, right? That wouldn't allow it. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's the fibers yeah. of the cloth that are keeping this from coming through. And I'm mystified. I don't know how it works. Yeah. No, you know what, Jay? It's it's all woven together. It's a neat process to watch. It's hard to explain over the phone or listening on the radio, but uh, um, it it's a special process that weaves the fabric together when being made. So it still allows oxygen through to your paint. You know, the paint needs oxygen to allow it to breathe and no harm to the paint, especially these the, the show cars nowadays with $50,000 paint jobs. But it still keeps out tree sap, rainwater, moisture, the sun, and, and animal droppings, anything like that, but still allows oxygen through. Uh, it's an amazing process. Technology is amazing uh, these days. You know, when we started in 1989, we had cotton car covers, and that was it. You know, for indoor use, you can use them outdoors um, uh, slightly, but uh, uh, certainly would allow rain through after some time. But it's amazing what technology has taken us to now. Now, in, um, in, in, and, to that extent, Jimmy, so on my on my dually, when it would rain, yeah. I would have my truck cover on there, but the bed of it would fill up like a pool. I mean, a giant 50-gallon pool that you could almost right. swim in. You could yeah. swim in. There was so much water in that. And I would right. take it up, and I'd get my kid, and we'd stand on the back, and we'd tug really freaking hard and flatten it out, yeah. and all the water would, would uh, waterfall over the, the bedside. You know what I wish I had one of these for? What's that? My patio furniture. Because nobody yeah. makes a good patio furniture cover. It's crap. Because the, the same stuff that lands on your car lands on your nice patio. You're absolutely furniture. right. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm out there same thing, and except I'll do the same deal where I get all the water off and realize half the water had made it through the cover onto the patio furniture, and <laughs> right. half of it is rolling off onto my shoes. Dude, someone is listening to this right now, <laughs> and they're ordering material from Jimmy. <laughs> Maybe making uh, yeah. and, and their patio and cover, yeah, and then they're going to sell it to you. <laughs> So, Selling patio chairs. Yeah. So right. here's a question with all of our, our, our truck owners in the audience is that they've got it on and it snows and their yeah. bed fills up with snow and then it melts and now they've got a giant pool and it, it, it can become very heavy. I What I did is I made 
basically a teepee out of it. I took a stick, I cut a broom handle, and I put two ends right. on it, and I stood it straight up so it turned my bed into a teepee. It looked ridiculous, but then all the rainwater just went right over the bedsides and never pooled up. Is there a solution to that? Like, how would you, you know, solve that? Other than what I did. I should say, you just, you just but mine is solution. so hokey. I mean, I cut a broom handle. I literally did, and I put two ends on. We have a product, actually, it's, it's a truck cover. It's a support pole, kind of like you use under a boat cover. We have those stay on the website. Um, they're 20 bucks. You put them in the bed of the truck Jesus. to do exactly what you've just described, <laughs> you know, to poke a cover up, let the water run off the side. Except the there's the a sanctioned and uh, engineered. Uh, yeah, well, it, yeah, maybe slightly better than yours. But. <laughs> Here's me doing all that work, <laughs> but, freaking out there with a, with a chop saw. And I could have just yeah. called Jimmy and asked for it. You can also pull. just simply lower the tailgate, let the water run off the back. I mean, it, the good thing is the cover is holding that moisture out, you know, which is great. So the cover's doing its job and you can see it. And that's neat. It's neat that you're seeing it do that. Um, and people are impressed after they do that and see that, you know, the water is um, staying off and, and then on the cover. It's a great test. So. So what was the right yeah. cover for Holman's JL sitting out? What was the material that you, you recommended? You have Superweave, Jay. That and Ultraweave are my two favorites for what you've described. You mentioned Southern California where we all live or Florida, something like that. Just humid, moisture, sun. Um, it'll keep the rain out um, uh, You know, during the winter months. And um, th- those two are, are the best. They're, they're also thin like you've described, so it does the job, but they're easy to roll up easy to to store and use you know so it's not a hassle when you're using your truck cover i think that's the big thing too is especially if you have a big truck a lifted jeep a lifted truck that's a lot of material and you don't want it to be cumbersome because then you'll never use it It, exactly yeah and these are easy to use and they're custom fit too so they're they stay on the vehicle your truck it's easy to unroll and roll back up um you know and it's just it's it's a great investment for how expensive cars and trucks are these days, which blows my mind, by the way. But, uh, um, you know, it, it's a good investment to put a cover on it. They look like new. I know your truck looks like new, Jay. Um, and, and, and all of our customers uh, that call in that love their cars and trucks, keeps them looking like new. So I see, you know, just going off the, the Wrangler, since that's sort of the direction we went, Sun Armor 5 yeah. for a five-layer custom cover is three twenty-five ninety-nine, which is incredibly reasonable. I, I would have expected to be a lot more. Uh, and then you. you can go all the way up to uh, the Super Weave, which is five hundred to six hundred dollars, six thirty four. Um, what would it cost to add the length to it to both accommodate my my rooftop tent right. and then my uh, my three inch lift and thirty seven inch tires, where I would want the skirt to be a little lower to the ground, and also the mm. the length overall, because don't you have a spare on the back? Right, I have a thirty seven inch spare on the back, and I have a winch bumper with a winch on the front. That's a lot of material. Yeah. Usually the patterns, we make them with and without a rear spare, so there's no extra there. That's normal. When we start to do modifications and one-offs just because instead of making several covers at a time, it's just per dimensions or, or customer dims, it's, it's somewhere like 50 to to $100 more. That's it? Uh, That's not bad at all. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's reasonable. Um, it's just the time to make the pattern and for a little bit extra material. Uh, to do those things. But, you know, like I said, we do it every day. We're happy to do it. Whether it's a Jeep with modifications, a truck, a lifted truck, uh, a race car, um, a custom car, you know, we do those things every day. Now I see here, what's up with that? You have a Carhartt work truck custom. Did you team up with Carhartt? 
Yes, on, on just one material. It's Carhartt Brown. And, um, uh, yeah, just, just for trucks only, not for cars. It's just licensed for trucks. Um, but it's kind of like our ultra weave material that we spoke about that I love. And, but it's just in the Carhartt Brown color. So it's kind of cool for the Carhartt fans and, and those that are used to the Carhartt brand and clothing and, and other work items. Which is, uh, 89% of that's our audience. Our yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. I am too. And we were really happy to be able to add that a couple of years ago. All right, so let's talk about other Christmas items that were, were on calcover.com and uh, talk us through some of the other items that you think are either good stocking stuffers or you're pinging the wife and going, hey, you know, I know, you, know you can't figure out what to get me. Here's fill in the blank. You, you know what? The, the covers are great. First of all, our number one seller, you mentioned the California car duster, a great gift stocking stuffer. And we have some different kits where you get multiple dusters of different sizes. We have gift cards, so it makes it easy to give a person exactly what they want, let them choose. But we have, you know, cleaning accessories, little kits. We have a lot of collectibles and garage items, uh, accessories, which are great for this time of year. Um, you know, it's just the time of the year to, for unique gifts. So we have like signs to decorate the garage. Neon signs are so popular flying off the shelf. Here's a uh, Acme Diecast Rat Fink 1970 Ford F-350 ramp truck in a uh, yes. 118th scale model, which is cool. Uh, and yeah. then uh, I'm, I was going through your, your products here of fun things I think the uh, the truck listener would enjoy. So that was one of them. Well, what about the Quix high-performance paint scratch remover, which I'm not, I'm not familiar with Quix. Q-U-I-X-X? Yep. Yes. You know, it, they've been around for as long as we have, Jay, but it's it, a product we've used, so we added it to our line to sell. But it just takes out really fine scratches. If, Like I said, if someone rubs up against your car or something brushes up against your car, just little accidents where it doesn't go through the paint, um, it just helps fill in the clear a little bit. You know, we've all been through there. And what um, if uh, the Mojave uh, Desert rubbed up against your car, like in my case? <laughs> a little, little, little sandstorm. <laughs> uh, I, I just have desert pinstriping. I think my my mine is too far gone. But good to know that there's products out there for uh, your lesser scratches. Your pinstriper was drunk. They're very crooked. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, we have products for those. You know, the Golden Shine Car Care line, which is our in-house brand. Great waxes and polishes. We have hand polishers, machine polishers. There's just a lot of neat gifts for this time of the year. Um, you know, for most of us, we love the cars and trucks, spending time working on them, cleaning them. It's relaxing for me. I, I just enjoy doing that. You know what I think um, is cool, Jimmy, is that you and your brother and mom, dad, the whole thing, you're all car geeks, like straight up, just hardcore yes. car geeks. And so what yes, I think absolutely. is what I think is really cool about Cal Carver, God, I can't say it, calcarcover.com, <laughs> it is a long day, and um, yes. is that you've curated this site so elegantly. Like, it's it's just the right amount. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm looking at, uh, like, chamois or microfiber towels, and I know that if I buy the microfiber towel from you, I'm going to put it in the washing machine, and it's not going to disintegrate like some of the ones at Harbor Freight. Absolutely, yeah. You know, they're they're the best quality ones. We skipped right over the cheap ones, went to the best quality. They're softer. We're, we're, I happen to be super particular. Um, many of our customers are. They're the best quality, the softest. They don't fall apart. You know, they last for years and years, like you said. And and those things are important to us. You know, we, we test the products here, whether it's a test um, amongst staff here 
ourselves, um, customer samples or at, at the shows we attend from coast to coast. And, you know, we test everything first. And if it's something we don't like or wouldn't use, we don't sell it. And, um, and that means a lot to us. And you have to really believe in what you're selling. It makes it really easy to sell and easy to ship because you feel good about it, you know, when, when, you're, uh, when you're sending it. Yeah, you've got a whole – that's a great example. whole host of uh, battery tenders. You've got actually one – it's funny because yeah. a friend of mine was doing PR for SeaTech. It's C-T-E-K. And they've got a phenomenal, really compact battery charger tender. And yes. uh, I swear by that those. damn thing. Yeah. And yes. This has got to be wrong, though. It says, uh, oh, that's the extension cable for ten ninety nine. I was thinking the whole thing is 10 bucks. There's no <laughs> yeah, way that's no, right. No, no. Oh, it's 120 bucks. That's exactly right, what I would expect to pay. $120. Yes. That, for my money, is the best one on the market, that SeaTech. Well, I think uh, yeah. I was going to say, just from a standpoint of uh, being more than just car covers, and you guys are car people, talk about kind of the myriad yes. of products. Really, if you're looking for a gift for anybody in the family, you can find something here. Uh, whether it's uh, you know racks, deflectors, car bras, tonneau covers, uh, truck tents, truck bed accessories, mud guards, flaps. Yeah. You guys have floor mats and liners, stuff for pet travel. You've got windshield sunshades and seat covers. You've got car care and yeah. detailing products. You've got um, outdoor stuff like uh, furniture covers and canopies and shelters and wagons and picnic items and folding tables and chairs. Yeah. You have tools and trash cans and signs. I mean, literally, go, you have everything. How do you keep so many SKUs in, on the shelf? He's got a uh, – he makes Amazon look small. You know what I mean? His warehouse yeah, goes on no, for 30 miles. Know, they have – and that's a great thing you said. They have certainly set the standard in our world now, and we use that. We call it the Amazon world. We try to keep as much in stock as possible for same-day shipping because you cannot – um, ever have too good a service and we try so hard and of course there's things we have to make first that take a, a, a couple weeks or something but we we try to pick the best products and we have great um you know suppliers and vendors and we're we're so fortunate like you guys talked about in the opening of the show there's things sitting out in containers in long beach on the ocean we have been so fortunate to have so many thousands of items in stock to ship the same day and we're so proud of that and also thankful to the good um, companies that we work with um, in, in working on our products as well, the dusters and things. We have them in stock. We're not, we're not waiting. And that means so much, especially this time of year when we all want gifts on time and we need them you know, on time for, for the holidays, for Christmas. Um, so that's, that's a great point you guys bring up and something that means a lot to me here um, you know, with distribution. So, so two things to bring up. First is... Jimmy gave us a discount code, right? Yes. So that discount <laughs> yes, code for you guys is not 5%, is not 10%, is 15 freaking percent off at checkout. I'm going to give him 15 dings of the bell for that. All you was that, I think you came up one short. One more. I wasn't counting. I just I wanted either. to see you do it again. 15% off at checkout at calcarcover.com. Truck show 15 is the password. Is the discount yes. code, whatever we call it, yes. Truck Show yes. Fifteen? Absolutely, yeah. That's just enter it upon website checkout. It applies to fifteen percent off, and that's all you have to do. It's really simple, so it's great. And uh, you know what I was thinking, guys? It, I hope it's okay to say uh, as I'm brainstorming as we talk. Um, we have that discount code. Is there something we can do to give away a free car cover, a free California car duster? Do you guys ever do? things for the listeners if you want to do we that, love our listeners pick the, yes do you guys pick it 
send me the name and address and uh, and I'll contact them and we'll ship them the product. If you guys want to do anything, uh, if you, How do we do any this? games you guys are doing, any giveaways, please, we, we'd love to participate. Uh, okay, uh, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So you're going to call the five-star hotline. Six five seven two zero five six one five. You need a car cover. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> do we want the weirdest truck they're putting it on? No. Or no, no. We want them to <laughs> tell us why they deserve it. Okay, why or who it's yeah. for or what it is. I. What's the most compelling story you can come up with? I want to hear. I want my heartstrings to be tugged upon. Okay, you're, you're, we're talking about great. What what car? Perfect. What what truck cover are they getting? Is are they going to get an ultra weave like a four hundred dollar cover? Yes, let's do the Ultra Weave. I think yes. that's excellent for coast to coast. I, I love that cover. Um, I think that's perfect. And I, I love what you guys said, a great story, maybe a family story, history on a truck, um, passed down, worked on with your family, your your dad, whatever it is. I think that's great. And uh, and then whoever needs a California car duster, you know, that would be another another one, whatever you guys want to do. But it's fun to do stuff like that. All right, that's our one-two. You know, we will give away a California car covers, Ultra Weave cover. For yes. your application, and runner-up with the second best story will get you a California car duster. And for everybody Perfect. who makes fun of us for our California pompousness, you will appreciate us for our California <laughs> pompousness right exactly. now. <laughs> All right, so oh leave gosh. your story on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Five-star. 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 Hotline. All right, 657-205-6105. Make it. Only the hotline? Should we ask them for emails as no, well? No, I want hotline. Hotline, all right. Hotline. 657-205-6105. Yeah. We want to hear from you. We want to hear the desperation for a car cover in your voice. We want to hear the tremble as you talk about Gramp's old truck that you learned to drive while sitting on his lap eating a, a, a good-humored uh, ice cream <laughs> sandwich, and now you have a no-truck-and-no-ice-cream sandwich. I don't know. I know I like that story. That's good. Is that good? That's right. good. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get the best car cover we, we, that has ever been made. We want to know the story about when you ask Grandpa, what's that knob on the steering wheel for, Gramps? <laughs> <laughs> That's no knob. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure uh, Jimmy probably has that on his website, too, if you look deep enough. There, I would imagine there's it's in there somewhere, and it's thousands of SKUs and awesome uh, gift items. Uh, Jimmy, seriously, yeah. really appreciate yeah. you. Every Christmas you come through and yeah. offer something up and a discount code to the audience. And uh, Absolutely. I, I, I may just uh, circle back with you because uh, I'm tired of my uh, Jeep sitting out in the driveway getting hit by the uh, seagulls and the sun. No, I, it's it's worth it Yeah, to have a good cover on that. I, I can't stand cleaning those things up or the sun you know, harming our, our cars and trucks. So anytime. And it's and they're easy to clean, by the way. You know what you know what you do? I just I had to read the manual not too long ago. So I'm like, what detergent do I use? Simple green, right? And then you turn it inside yes. out, put it back on the on the truck or car, and then you spray it with a or or just use a a sponge, get it all sudsy, spray it down with a hose until the suds are gone, let it air dry, flip it around, do the same thing on the outside. It takes you ten minutes to do both sides, done, clean. There you go. Simple green yes. and sunlight. Yes. In the Ultra Weave and, and the Super Weave that we spoke about are actually small enough for most cars and trucks where you can put it in the washer at home if you wanted to wash it. Or that. So, Check that out. Yes. Yeah. Right. It works well. And we have our own car cover wash now, another new product uh, this month, actually. 
So be, besides Simple Green, uh, you know, we, we've made our own car cover wash. It works great. Um, so another new product. Constantly coming up with new items. Well, then um, you need to change food. your instructions because it told me to use Simple Green, mother effer. <laughs> yes. No, it's brand new. Yes, this is brand new this, uh, this month, Jay. So it's, hey, yeah, you know what you got to buy? New so my wife just went out and she, she went on Amazon and she bought uh, chamois detergent so she could clean our chamois and, and, and microfiber towels without leaving the harsh abrasives. The, 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 well, the suds, this, it leaves like a, a film Residue, on the stuff. Yeah. yeah. When you use like the stuff in your, that you wash your clothes with, like the scented stuff and all that, it leaves, a, it, it streaks your clothes, your, uh, your car afterwards. So she went and bought yes. this. Do you have that? We do, yes. It's a microfiber detergent and cleaner, and you're absolutely right the way you described it. Why are you saying damn it? Because I wanted to buy from him. Listen, Truck Show 15. It wasn't live before. Now you can (laughs) give your own stocking stuffer to yourself. I'm going to. And tell your teenage boys, oh, Santa does give dad stuff. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Good point, good point. All right. And and guys, seriously, they've got car covers. Exterior stuff, interior stuff, car care and detail stuff, outdoor and recreation stuff, home garage, collectibles and gifts, and then he even lists more categories because they have so many they couldn't put them all in the in the uh, <laughs> scroll bar at the top of the website. Uh, books and calendars, gas station signs, memorabilia, metal signs, model engines, pedal cars and bikes, pictures and art, stool and chairs, clocks, lamps, Harley Davidson stuff, model cars. Did you trucks. know what I bought from him? A diamond plate trash can about a decade ago and it's still in my in yeah. my and i get compliments they're like where'd you get that trash can <laughs> how often does someone compliment yeah. you on a trash can never well no once me <laughs> yeah there you go i'm that guy truck yeah. show 15 you can enter it 15 percent off the store at a uh, at california car cover now the only thing that could top this conversation is if we had on the phone someone who actually won an nhra title this year Oh, maybe we do. Let let's call out. Let's call out. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, that's our weekend fun. So we have to recap. You're in a sportsman class, correct? That's correct. Yes, Uh, called super stock. Yeah, sportsman category. So we told you that. Listen, guys, they're the real deal. They're car geeks. Literally, he races on the weekends and won. And what title did you win? You it's a trophy for sportsman class. Uh, we did uh, Jay, at the season-ending NHRA race in Pomona, California, the World Finals. Uh, we won in Superstock um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and it means so much because it's our home race. So family and friends are there. I, I know I've hung out with you there before, Jay. Oh, they're applauding. Um, hey, look at that guy in the back. He really likes this family business. Every time, that same guy in the back. And they're winners. And they make a great product. And they care about the car uh, enthusiasts out there. And they have great customer service and great pricing and a website with a bunch of stuff in stock ready to go. I mean, who doesn't love dealing with people like the DeFranks? I don't know. If, yeah. they, if, if there's someone out there like that, they're dead to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks, Dave, for the support. Yeah. All right, no, Jimmy. That's, that's awesome. You're the best. All right. All right. CalCarCover.com. Check it out. Yeah. TruckShow15 is your discount code. Jimmy, thank you so much for supporting the show and, and offering something Absolutely. to our listeners. We we really appreciate you. Yes, you guys just email me those winners. We'll 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 contact them, get them out, uh, get them out those prizes. We're excited to do that. Sean Holman it. is really excited to win <laughs> a new car cover. No, 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 <laughs> no. Like, no wait no. a second. <laughs>
Hey. I might be able to shoot an email and over and uh, get you a little little okay. something something discount, right, you know, right, for, right. for the yeah. oh, yeah. know guy. Absolutely. I know a guy. <laughs> Anytime. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, you're the best. Thank awesome. you. Appreciate you. Thanks. You bet, guys. Thank- talk to you guys soon. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Do you think by talk to us soon he means next year for Christmas? No, I, I honestly, I talk to him like once every two, three months. That's you, but us, us, oh, our people. Oh, us, collectively? I have a feeling he'll be hearing from you sooner than Can we, year. once we figure out who the winner is, we have to play it for him or something. We got to figure that out. Guys, you need to leave a message on the on the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. We want your awesome stories and you get to win a killer car cover for your awesome truck story. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five. 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 Stars. Five stars. Right back, guy, your brother. No, no, I was off. Damn, you are rusty. Well, it's because I was thinking um, of switching the words at the last minute to Mm -hmm. go get a car cover, brother. Oh, that would have been a tongue twister. I know. No way you would have pulled that off. I couldn't do it. I'm glad you didn't try. All right, Holman, uh, how are you feeling about some truck news? Are you Do you have uh, the spirit in you? Are you, uh, you got enough uh, city juice in you? I'm uh, teeming with truck news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't see the oh, yeah coming. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. All right. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, last uh, episode we told you that the uh, Ford Ranger, the 2020. Uh, wait, stop. What? Would be announced tomorrow. No, I didn't hear. And that was last Tuesday. I, I asked. Are we still doing this bit? Yes. Oh, because you have new sounds. No, I don't. Yeah, all right. <laughs> People have heard all these already. Uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. Really? All that for that? Uh-huh. Okay. You know who that is. No. Who is that? Allie McKay. Oh, very <laughs> small people, a very small amount of people will understand this. Okay. All right. If you know, you know. Hashtag uh, I-Y-K-Y-K. Uh, 2023 Ford Ranger pickup has been unveiled, and it looks like a mix between a surprise F-150 and Maverick. <laughs> okay. Uh, it'll be available in the same uh, configurations as today's truck, a crew cab, Short box or a extended cab, super cab, longer box. And it is the, uh, basically this truck, if you remember, the current Ranger was built off of the Australian international version of the Ranger. This one was made more with America in mind rather than them kind of adjusting the old truck to this market. America was uh, thought about from the beginning. Um, it's a little bit wider. The uh, It's said to accommodate a diesel V6. Probably won't see it here. Going to be the same powertrain in today's Ooh. Ranger, the 2.3 liter turbo EcoBoost uh, 4. Mm-hmm. But think about could you put the 2.7 in it because it's based on the same platform as the Bronco, for example? Or maybe the diesel does come over here if there's enough demand. Hmm, I would like to, to see the diesel. The interior has a 12 inch screen, a 10 inch screen is, uh, is optional as well. It has uh, bed steps, except unlike the GMs that are in the bumper, they're in the sides of the bed behind the rear wheel wells. Uh, for better handling, the uh, shocks in the rear are outboard. The interior is definitely a lot more upscale looking, more forward, kind of sporty and fun, very upright, very truck-like. And, of course, uh, I can only imagine that Ford will be slow rolling the uh, 
the Ranger information over a very, 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 very long time. So Why? Because that's what they do. They tease something, <laughs> and then over the next gazillion uh-huh. months, they give you one more piece of the puzzle, so you'll talk about them. Still waiting for the Raptor news. There's no Raptor news, dude. Mm. Uh, there's not even Raptor Ranger news. It's uh, They did show the Wild Track, uh, which uh, is an off-road package, but I'm sure there'll be something above it because it's Ford. Uh, apparently, uh, they will have a couple different four-wheel drive systems. Of course, we'll be able to get it in a two-wheel drive. Uh, there is, right now, only a 10-speed automatic has been announced, but being on the, the Bronco platform, could you also get the manual? I bet that you probably can. I hope they uh, will because we need more manuals in this world, and the Ranger would be an absolutely perfect truck for a uh, manual trans. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. No, uh, no towing or payload numbers have been uh, announced at this time because Ford is slow rolling as they usually do. Gotcha. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! Zero, zero, zero! No, I did not hear. The 2022 Chevy Silverado Trail Boss gets a standard Turbo 4 instead of the V8 now. I did see that, actually, yes. But, of course, it's the uh, mighty 2.7 that now produces uh, 420 pound-feet of torque, which is uh, what we talked about uh Still, several episodes really ago. Uh, potent little, oh, little yeah. bugger there. No, it's it, it's it's pretty cool. The uh, two point seven will replace the previous Trail Boss base engine, which was uh, Chevy's four point three liter V six, which ooh is that long on the tooth. That one only has uh, three hundred five pound feet of torque. So if uh, you're going from that to the new engine, I think you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, God, please, no. No, no, I did not. Unfortunately, it's a yes. I have to tell you the sad, sad news. Oh, really? I, I did. I am familiar with this. The seven. No, I'm saying yes. I'm telling you. You can't oh, say no. That, I see. I'm not going to tell you. The 710 horsepower Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat is dead. Bummer. As I've been uh, telling you and Paul revering to you for uh, months now, we are living in the golden age. You need to uh, start swiping up all these vehicles because this is the beginning of the death of the Hellcat. The Hellcat has non-compliant evaporative emissions for 2022. The standards got tougher for SUVs. Good news, 2022 will still have uh, Hellcats in the muscle cars. So it's not totally gone. And, of course, in the TRX, which uses a different uh, emission standard. Although I was, I just read that the the Hellcat and the TRX will go away in 23 or after, right after 23. Do you recall seeing that? Um, I know more information and I will not tell you. Wow. Um, wait, wait, wait. I, I'll Hold tell on a second. No, you have to because that's something that I'm. We've I, said that before. We've said that the TRX Hellcat engine isn't going to be around forever. No, but, but, but they came out with a year. They finally said, well, it's, it's ending, and I um, think it's... It, but I don't wear in 23. So, for example... Listen, listen. All the Hellcats are gone by 24 in everything. So, I, again, I'm Paul revering you. I'm telling you it's all going away. I'm telling you the electrics are coming. The electrics are coming. And if you love big, burly V8s that are supercharged and make ungodly noises when you fire them up, this is your time to get it. The uh, Dodge Durango version is the first to fall. I guess technically the Grand Cherokee was the first to fall, but that was because of a uh, platform change. The uh, Dodge Durango is the first to fall, followed by the rest of the things in the lineup that use it. Guys, it's not going to last forever. This is uh, this is the end. Although the chip shortage, it was you know 2021 was the last year because of the chip shortage. They extended 2021 production for like an additional six months or something. So there's more out there than there would have been. 
But if you haven't grabbed one, you better start looking at your local uh, Dodge dealers because uh, it's it's sad. Sad. So you said you don't have more information, or you you, well, you we're do not have talk, more mo- Moving right along, lady. no, but I mean, wait. What do you want to know? Well, I want to know. I I'm not. I can't tell you anything else. Are, is it because the Hellcat will go into something else unique? No, the Hellcat. Us? I just told you I emissions realize, are killing uh, the Hellcat. Okay, but uh, it's dead. It's dead. By 24, there will be no more Hellcats in the world, new from a factory. Go buy them now. Buy them up in large quantities. Make sure that those of us who can't afford them now can buy them on the secondary market when your lease is up. So wait a minute. Hold on a second. What don't you get? I get that. I get it. What I'm asking about is the the Ford. If Ford comes with a 6.2 and they supercharge it. That has nothing to do with the Hellcat. Maybe it does. It's not the same platform. Why can't they change the platform to meet their evaporative emissions? Maybe the company doesn't want to. Maybe the Hemi-Tech is too old. Maybe, maybe, maybe whatever. Or maybe Ford delayed the Raptor V8 to when the TRX V8 is gone. So that they can go, we have the most power now, even though maybe they won't have the same power. Or maybe they'll just say we're 750 and screw all you, we're Ford and we're going to crush you like the cockroaches that you are. Which way is it? I don't know. God, I want to know so bad. God. I want to know so bad. (sighs) Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, 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 I did not. Car manufacturers do not want you to know anything. You. <laughs> Me specifically. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! I did not. Uh, Nissan uh, put out the Surf Out electric pickup concept. It's a see-through mini truck, which is kind of cool. A see-through mini truck. Yeah, it's uh, a vision for the future of a compact EV pickup. It's a two-door regular cab with uh, a big bed that flows into the back of the cab for full uh, open-air uh, experience. It's just kind of cool looking. I'll show you. Yeah, you know, let me. I can't. I can't picture it. So, let me see this. It so it is. Uh, that is futuristic. Yeah. Huh. That looks like a moon buggy. Kind of looks like a moon buggy with a yeah. bed. Yeah, that's cool. Good, I like it. Good for Nissan. All right. Hey, Lightning. Did you hear? No, I did not. If you have been waiting for uh, the Ford Maverick Hybrid, it'll uh, be on its way to dealers soon because it just uh, got the okay to buy. Uh, stamp of approval from the mothership, and it'll be arriving at dealerships in the near future. So, okay, uh, for all of you who have been looking for that nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-five thousand dollar brand new truck that is a hybrid, you will be happy to know that it's on its way. Good. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, apparently, uh, Hummer has one hundred twenty-five thousand hand raisers on their list to uh, get the new GMC Hummer EV full-size electric uh, pickup truck. I know two of them. Uh, Pre-production is coming to an end at the Factory Zero plant in Detroit at Hamtramck, and the factory is moving to final production. Deliveries uh, to customers will start in December. That soon? Yes. No kidding. So that's this month. Wow. And I have driven it. Uh, If you go to motortrend.com and click on any of the Hummer stories, I think... Uh, my experience, uh, we played it on the show, but my experience in the behind the scenes, if you want to see the video, is playing on the uh, video carousel on top of all the uh, the Hummer stuff. It's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Edition 1 has a range of 329 miles, and Edition 1 will have everything. Uh, extreme off-road package, underbody shields with three skid plates, rock sliders, and 35s. Uh, and the motors, uh, there's three of them. A 24-module battery pack, air suspension, 
ton of tech. It's a beast. And it costs? Uh, the Edition 1 model, I think, are sold out, and they have a starting price of only $99,995, which is actually less than you might think for a launch edition. Seems like a lot of those things are going over 100 And would you do a launch edition, or does it scare you because there's so much tech and it's going to go bonkers crazy? Well, the thing about the tech is a lot of it's software fixes away. So over-the-air update, boom, done. Yeah. Everything's fixed. Future models uh, from the EV3X down will be classified as uh, light-duty trucks and have greater range. Working down the line, the uh, EV2X model will be added uh, later in 2023 with two motors and a starting price of $89,995. And the most affordable entry, the EV2, will have uh, two motors and the least amount of range, but won't be uh, available until spring 2024. Range hasn't been announced, but that'll be $79,995. And I can tell you, impressive. And uh, I actually think the... The Hummer SUV that's coming is, a, I think, it's gorgeous. I saw it in person, and it is absolutely gorgeous. What do you mean the the, the SUV as opposed to the truck? Yeah, version? there's a truck and an SUV. Okay, and the SUV just looks great, but it's because it's shorter wheelbase wise. There's less batteries in it, so it has a little bit less range than the uh, pickup. Yeah, got to do the pickup. Also, uh, I think there's a little less power because of. Uh, the amount of battery juice it has versus... Uh, battery juice, yeah. Battery juice. That's, that's like what they call it. Well, uh-huh. you know, we got to move over into this side. Um, <laughs> yeah, electric is our future. Just uh, your overlords are uh, letting you know one vehicle at a time. This moment of silence for your internal combustion engine. Hey, let's read some emails. <laughs> you email? Yeah. I email. Do it. Holman is on the other side of the uh, console here, and he is not doling out the printed email. He's just squinty-eyed staring at them. All right. Oh, I got one. First one up here. Can I start as you divvy them up? Subject line is, I listen to every show from Lars. Good day, Holman and Lightning. And no, it's not. It's Lightning. And Holman, it says so on the poster and the t-shirt. So Lightning, I don't recall you ever dropping the name of the mine you were so stoked about. Maybe if you had said the name, I would have checked it out. Um, the name of the mine was Cerro Gordo. C-E-R-R-O, Cerro Gordo. That was the mine that uh, I really... Well, that it's that's the name of the town, and there's multiple mines inside of it. I think the biggest one is the Union Mine, which if you follow uh, Brent Underwood on his uh, Living in a Ghost Town YouTube channel... You will uh, you will fall in love with that uh, town like like I have and, and millions of others. So he said, I just went back and looked, and it's been two and a half years since you had Dave Chappelle on the show, um, and three and a half since Fred Williams. Sorry, I forgot. It's impossible I missed something, though. Uh, I don't know if it's been that long since we had Dave on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's I guess time goes by faster than yeah. we all like to admit. Keep up the great show from Lars. All right. All right, we got uh, one from uh, Chris Whipple here, and uh, Chris says, uh, yep, they're still in the wild, and it's a picture of an F-150 with truck nuts on the back. Yeah, yeah, I forget where I was. This is about two weeks ago I saw a set of truck nuts dangling there. Did you? These were rusty, so they clearly were made out of metal. (laughs) Yeah. Milk bones. Check from RB. I'm with Holman on the milk bone question. I don't think I've ever had a hard tack, but I'd definitely give a milk bone a try. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't know uh, Ray uh, is uh, into milk bones also. Wait, not also. Got this one uh, from our friend Mike Boyle. SEMA coverage. 
Seriously, 10 hours and 48 minutes of interviews to listen to? Do you realize how much money and fuel it's going to cost me to take a road trip long enough to catch up? Seriously, though, thank you, too, for all the passion, dedication, and hard work you put into bringing us a podcast. Hashtag Finnegan, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hashtag five stars. Five star review! Five stars! And hashtag everything matters. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. And then he sends us a email about a week later. Apparently, I sent my last email too early. Now there's another hour and a half to catch up on? Guess yeah, it was like a bonus episode we put out after. Because we're like, oh, crap, we still have more. Yeah, and uh, I, well, we were both traveling, I think. So it's like, well, see what it is. I uh, guess it's a good thing I don't live in California or I'd never be able to afford all these road trips. Keep up the good work. And he wants five-star yeah, but everything matters again. <clears throat> five-star review! Five-star! You know, I'm going to give him a mounted. Because I, I pushed uh, the By the way, where you're going to be this coming weekend, your buddy, yeah. your buddy's going to be there too. Which buddy? Racing buddy. Which racing buddy? Oh, Clint Cunliffe? No. Oh. Your buddy is racing buddy. Oh, you're talking about Emmy Hall? Yes. Oh, so Emmy Hall is going to be there. Hey, I, I forgot to bring that up. You saw that on uh, on my uh, my gram. So I posted a picture. I was up in uh, Angeles Crest above Los Angeles, windy roads up there in the hills, about 5,000 foot of elevation. And... Uh, and I see this Miata all kind of beat up and on uh, lifted suspension on some off-road tires. And the license plate is, yeah, buddy. And I'm like, okay, well, that has to be Emmy Hall. There can only be one, yeah, buddy, license plate in California. So I roll up, and it's a dude behind the wheel. Yep. So funny you should say that because uh, I texted Emmy about something when I was out on my trip. Oh, she was uh, lambasting me that I wasn't, I didn't invite her. And I said, where we were, buddy wouldn't have made it. And she goes, well, buddy makes it everywhere. And I go, Buddy would be in pieces. And she goes, well, I'm going to go race Buddy. And by the way, Lightning just told me somebody was driving Buddy. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> that was our, our text string. Yeah. So some dude was delivering it to her, which I don't know where he was going, where she lives. I thought she lived in Northern California. No, she moved. She's out in uh, 29 Palms area. Okay. Yeah. Then why she was this guy house. above LA? Uh, he's helping her get uh, Buddy out to the races. Okay. His buddy's going racing. Did you just tell me she moved out to 29 Palms mm-hmm. yeah, by she's nothing? A, she's a desert dweller now. What the hell? She likes off-roading. And, D- I mean, and, that, that, and dudes on uh, motocross bikes. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that all makes sense now. All right. Trucks, towing trucks from Kyle. Howdy, Holman and Lightning. Damn it. Kyle, of all people, you know it's Lightning and Holman. Seriously. Hey, I've hey. spent time with this kid. Yeah, but I signed his kid once. You signed him? <laughs> no, I signed his kid. You signed Kyle's kid? Yes. Okay, not Clint's. Kyle's kid. Kyle is Clint's kid. I know that. I signed Kyle's kid, his okay. newborn All right. child. All right. Anyway, it says I got the names all jumbled together, and I say them exactly as at the same time and not to play any favorites. All right, so as a proper truck guy, I am always on the hunt for more junk trucks to buy. I recently found a decent deal on a 78 Chevy K20 with a 400 small block and turbo 400 trans. A 74K20 with a 350 and an SM465 trans and a truck bed trailer made out of a different K20. Oh, man. Sounds like he's got quite the bevy of uh, rigs over there. Our caravan home was epic. The rigs were as follows. A 99F250 V10 towing a K20, a 67C20 towing the other K20, and a 21 Ram Cummings (laughs) 2500 towing 
the K-20 truck bed trailer. Neighbors and drivers were rightfully terrified of this hillbilly roadshow. Keep up the good stuff. Kyle Cunliffe, your longtime listener and resident rock crawler. Oh, P.S. Tell Chris Paul it's time to buy a Suzuki Samurai. Hey, Chris Paul, buy a Suzuki Samurai. All right, got this one from uh, Dakota Black. Says, uh, odd times to truck show podcast. He says, uh, hey, Lightning Holman. Thought you two would get a laugh out of this. Currently listening to the Truck Show podcast on my freebie snap-on speaker while butchering 50 chickens. Ew. Started back in high school as a summer side job, and now I'm the local poultry butcher when I'm not wrenching on trucks. The CJ-10 is now my <laughs> mobile kill truck, hauling my scalding <laughs> tank and my plucker. Oh, my God. What a job. And he, uh, there's a speaker. Uh-huh. There it is. Yep. yep. Snap-on. There, there's his old uh, tug truck. Okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, it says mobile kill machine. <laughs> mobile killing machine. That says, uh, oh, huh. is this pumped to hear all the SEMA content coming up? You guys rock. guess he sent that before SEMA. Got it. I hope he was pumped with all the stuff that we did. That was uh, just a ridiculous amount of work. Oh, my God. It, yeah. It between all the stuff. We've talked about it before, but that was, Woo! I'm glad you guys liked it. That's yeah. the bottom line. That's and if all you, that. you know what? If you did like it and you enjoyed the the, um, the fruits of our labor, uh, give us a give us a rating. Why don't you? You know what I mean? Five stars. Get a slide of some, some love on the uh, on the Apple podcast. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Apple podcasts and five star love, we haven't done reviews in a while. So uh, why don't we uh, knock out a few of them? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five stars. Five stars. Right back at you, brother. Uh, a little I'd early. Be close. A little I'd early. Be close. That no, time. I was close. <laughs> I was closer than not close. Okay, Ish. sure, yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's been doing a great job. We have uh, nine hundred and twenty-six uh, ratings now. Getting close to a thousand. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I'll go through them. Um, uh, re- we listen, guys. Wait, wait. You're not going to go through all 923. You're going to go through the new ones. The new ones. Okay. Since uh, October 6th, because we haven't done them in a while. We really appreciate these guys. Uh, go on Apple Podcasts, steal a phone, leave a review. Uh, this helps us in uh, discoverability. It helps us in the charts for uh, Apple. Helps people find the show. And we just want to crack four digits. I mean, yeah. come on. All right. Uh, this one is from Gasoline Images. It's yuck yucks and all things trucks. <laughs> <laughs> really fun podcast. We'll quickly acquire a taste for the slapstick humor and goofy jing. Are we slapstick? No. No, but we do slap each other We're not like sometimes. Laurel and Hardy or anything, that, you know? It's great. Always bring the latest news on the hottest accessories and, of course, always monitoring the parameters. Master, monitor, key, engine, parameters. Of what's new with the OEs. Uh, would also love to hear some more classic truck content sprinkled in as well. And that was a five stars. All right. Nice. Moving on to Small Town Lando. Says, uh, so there I was, monitoring my key engine parameters. Master, monitor key engine parameters. So there I was, monitoring my key engine parameters, listening to the Truck Show podcast. Then I started singing along to the annoying jingles. <laughs> Keep it up, guys. I miss the audio quality of K-Rock since I moved out of California. Keep up the Cali pompousness and five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. And five, five stars. stars. We got this one uh, from listener 911. Reports that uh, everything matters. Thanks for watching. And remember, everything matters. And five, five stars. stars. Sorry, right. You can't hear our high five. Let's try it again. Let me. See. I got to get the, the, the clapping. Five, five stars. No, stars. You, no, do it this way. What, Put what do you this want mic. To do? Yeah, turn that mic up. Yeah. Where right. do we do our high fives? All right, that one's on. We got that one. Okay, that there, works. Okay. All right, got it. All right. Make it easy, because then you have to move your mic, All right, and then it. it's not an authentic high five. Okay, I got it. Uh, the next one here from Aki45, 
<laughs> Achy 45? Uh, whoa, whoa, balls. What? That's that's what the title is. It's, eh, wababbles. That's how it's spelled. That's weird. And then he, here's what's funny about it. He actually uses a semicolon in his, <laughs> like there's, he writes that for like some gibberish for the title, but then uses punctuation in his review. I'm not going to complain. It says, great content, guys. Makes my morning drive fun and interesting. Uh, and AK45 gave us five stars. There we go. All right. You so faking we tooted it. You so faking we tooted it? <laughs> That's the name of the person who left it? You so faking we tooted it. That's their I, name. Right. I can't, okay. can't help All right. You. Did they leave us a review? Uh, I already left one five-star review. Will it allow two five-star reviews, effectively making it a ten-star review? Keep on keeping on, jaboobly and hubba bubba. And he says ten stars. Whoa. Hold on. Ten stars. That was a uh, oh my god! Double. Oh, did I you pull almost, your rotator cuff? Yeah, I just almost dislocated my right shoulder. Oh, wow! Did you see that? Dude, that looked like it was painful. Oh, that, what, that but hurt. also funny. That hurt. Holy crap! You are not allowed to do two high when fives. When I was at once uh, when I was eighteen, I dislocated my right shoulder, and every once in a while, if I move it just the right way, like when you high five somebody, only just now. For whatever, okay. That well, just we'll, like we'll, my we'll, shoulder almost popped out. I'll high five myself because we have six more of these bad oh, boys. I, I'm gonna just as long as I pull my lighting, uh, my elbow in. It lighting. Do it. Yeah, go ahead. We have stuff to do. Go ahead. All right. Now this one comes from Biggie Fifty Two. Keep it up, boys. Got to slide this in before I turn in my company phone tomorrow. Going back to work for myself because there will always be another crappy job. Five stars and hey to my neighbor Billy Creech, and that's from Biggie Fifty Two. Gave us. Five stars. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can't. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. There will always be another crappy job, that's for damn sure. Brinny S. says, the best. I'm not even passionate about trucks, but I love listening to y'all's podcast when my husband has it on. Such a fun show, and you make everything exciting, interesting, and easy to understand. Five Five stars! stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Uh, Lamborghini Junior 31-Xbox name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what it says. I'm just reading. Uh It says, best podcast ever. Been listening for a little over a year. For anyone that says that the jingles are stupid, you're wrong. Go listen to another podcast if you think so. Have a great day, Lightning and Holman. Five stars and mounted key engine parameters. I feel like that's a record for how many mounted parameters we played in the show. Also, five Five stars. stars. Okay. All right. Uh, Venom Rebel 2020 says Ridgeline's blow. Yeah, well, that's true. I was going to wait until my five-star review puts you guys at 1,000, but I'm losing patience with my fellow truck lovers who don't seem to know how to work a keyboard. Let me just say, I'd listen even if we're home and reviewing bourbon and barbecue. The truck content is just the cherry on top of the great truck-adjacent content. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a five-star. Five now, yeah. what's interesting here is he said he'd listen even if we're just me. Oh, my God. Lightning. Shut the F up. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one from uh, J underscore underscore Burbank. Mm-hmm. All parameters were mounted is the title. He says, awesome podcast. 
everything truck from A to Z except the Toa Sode. Latest industry news from the big hitters and even some that's embargoed. I've been a listener from the beginning. I just got my first phone, so now I can finally leave a review. Five stars and OGME, yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. And uh, five, five stars. stars. All right, last one here from Matco01 says, great podcast. Do you think oh. he's uh, the Matco Tool fan? Uh, Sure. Okay. That floats your boat. Great podcast. Always new content. Keeps me entertained while I'm on the road. I even learned a thing or two. Both of you just keep doing what you're doing. It's great. The podcast from SEMA were awesome. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, hey, you know what? What's that? Five, Five stars. stars. Strong. Hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, we haven't read those in a while, but we'll appreciate them. Uh, keep coming in. We know there's a lot more than 900 of you. A lot more. Yeah. So leave some reviews. Head to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, and give us those five stars. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. All right, you can follow us on the socials at LBC Lighting, at Sean P. Holman, or at Truck Show Podcast. And, of course, we want to hear from you. Send us an email, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we want to hear your truck story to win a California car cover for the holidays. They're gonna win. A, they're gonna win a um, an ultra weave car cover, like four hundred dollar value, and then we're gonna give away a second place, right? Which will be the uh, California car car duster, right? Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. You want to leave a message on the five star hotline? Why do you deserve the best truck cover? Make or us car laugh. Cover? Make us cry. It's just whatever it is. <laughs> I don't want to cry. No, I mean, what? It might tug at your heartstrings. Okay. Maybe somebody lo- fell in love with a car cover that dissolved in the uv and they need a better one or something or maybe i, I want to i do i, I kind of like your theory earlier like it, it's it's like it was your uncle's truck he left it to you you need a way of preserving it under the and by the way it the doesn't sun. have to be a real story so oh don't say d- that don't no, let the truth no, get in the way no, of a good story no don't. why i don't want them to make stuff up why if it's no, funny no, no no tell a real story Tell a real story. Hey, don't give them that. Tell, don't open that tell, door. Tell us a story. Oh, there tell us a story that sounds plausible. Plausible. <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. Don't make something up. Don't listen to Holman. Please <laughs> just give us a real story. I want to believe it's true. You can believe it's no, true. No, I want it to tell sound you. true. I, I want it to feel what if it, true. What if it feels true and makes you giggle? I don't think we have a whole bevy of actors listening to us. So just you, tell us a real freaking story. All right. All right? All right. We'll leave that message. 657-205-6105. All right. All right, uh, before we close out the show, we got to thank Nissan. They've been with us uh, forever. And uh, you know what? If you had a Nissan truck, it'll be with you forever because we know how uh, reliable and durable they are. And listen, if you've never bought a Nissan truck, go check out the Titan, the Titan XD, because they come with a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. If that's not commitment back to you, I don't know what is. If you need a mid-sized truck, the new Nissan Frontier is a compelling choice. A lot of fun. Just a great little truck. Uh, just hitting dealerships now. Head on down to your local Nissan dealership, or you can build and price at NissanUSA.com. And I'm not reading your script again. Let's... I wouldn't expect that. All right. So Banks, BanksPower.com. Uh, it's a perfect stocking stuffer. It'll fit it. If you have one of those bigger stockings. Well, you're trying, the Pedal Monster is what you're referring to. Right. But as I was gonna say, if you have a bigger stocking, the Pedal Monster box will slide right in. You know, right under the the, the Jolly Ranchers and Jujubees that end up in like the sock toes of your stocking. Who gets and uh, you Do we get bags of M and M's. Don't you get bags of M and M's and the other like the, I don't know. It's like Easter candy, but better, right? Uh, Sour Patch uh, Kids watermelons. Those are good, strong. Yeah, you know what strong. I love to get? Swedish fish. You ever get Swedish oh, fish? Yeah, they're, they're just okay. You know what I like? I what? like a thousand. Was it a hundred grand bar? 
Oh, it's like been the, a the minute caramel since I've had crackle. One of those. Oh, so good. If you really want to make me hoot and holler, yeah. Uh, you punch me. No. Well, what if you, I don't want to make you? Hoot no, no, no. Okay. You get me a Chico stick. Oh, Chico stick. Have yeah, you guys ever a seen time. a Chico stick? You know Dude, what a Chico stick is? You have to buy is? those online from specialty places. Yeah. It might, be, it might be on Amazon. So here's what a Chico stick is. It's the inside of a Butterfinger. Right. But with there's no chocolate on top. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the inside of the Butterfinger. And it's so damn good, and you can't get it out of your teeth. <laughs> it will, you'll pull a molar out you, you trying just, to get it out from your teeth. You just like it because your parents said, one piece of candy, Jay. And, I got and then you had it all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just stuck there. You had like Chico sticks stuck to your face. and you're Oh, like, the Chico stick. Oh, yeah. So damn good. All right, so let's talk Pedal Monster for one second. All right, you guys have all had the, you've all experienced pedal lag. You step on it. There's nothing there, whether you drive a naturally aspirated truck or car, or even worse, you've got turbo, turbo lag city. You slow down for a red light. All of a sudden, it goes green before you fully uh, coasted to a stop. You roll into the throttle, and there's just there's nothing there. The pedal monster alleviates that. What Lightning's trying to tell you is if your vehicle feels sluggish and you think it's uh, the pedal's not responsive enough, the Banks Pedal Monster with 30 different values and ranges and settings. Sensitivity levels. Okay, sensitivity levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can adjust it uh, on the fly from your phone or uh, from the Pedal Monster uh, via the iDash, and uh, you can get that pedal latency to be less latent. <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> hey, and so why is it patent? How did we earn a, a patent? Uh, because you use the OBD2 port. Uh, well, that's that's the OBD2 port just gets you to the destination. The destination is reverse safety. And you have reverse safety. So that means it's the only throttle booster on the market, on the planet, that when you go into reverse... Goes back to stock, so you don't smash into your trailer. That's exactly right. Or your house. Or Or a school bus full of children. Yeah, yeah, that's all bad. Don't do that. You know what? For Christmas... You should not back into a school bus full of children, and the only way to prevent that is by buying a Banks Pedal Monster, (laughs) which you can find at BanksPower.com. All right, Lightning, uh, good luck on your race uh, next week. Uh, I guess we will be able to cover that in the next episode. I'm going to try and get some audio. I was told that uh, it was too late in the game for me to plug into the race radio, so I won't have a direct feed to our communication, but I am going to bring the microphones, so hopefully I'll get a little something-something. Hmm. Why can't you plug into the? Uh... I asked. I said, "Do you need a? Do you need a a quarter inch headphone jack, an eighth like inch an, mini yeah. XLR? What?" And he goes, uh, they, they, I, blah blah blah." Yeah. So they didn't understand what you're asking. Just get a Y. I, I can't remember. I think it's a. It's, depending on the radio, it's either it a quarter uh, inch or it's probably quarter. Might be an eighth. Well, I'm going to bring out my bag of yeah. adapters and just figure it out. Hopefully, I can play. I in. just want to hear what it's, you sound like on the race radio. All right, now I know. Left, <laughs> but with some bad squelch. <laughs> there, you, all right, you talk on the radio, and I'll do the squelch. Uh, okay. We're going left at the end. Slow down. All right, uh, I literally have not eaten anything since this morning. I drove. Uh, Hundreds of miles through dirt to get to the stupid podcast studio, and uh, you're taking me to In-N-Out now. Guys, it's late at night. A sloppy cheeseburger is going to turn straight into fat. You are killing yourself. So hurry up and die. <laughs> wow, that's savage. But also true. <laughs> Alice. But in the uh, immortal words of my grandfather, uh-huh. who had diabetes and would uh, recognize the diabetic ice cream over the briars. Uh-huh. At least I'll die happy. (laughs) I'm in. Let's go. 
The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. One, two, three. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>